Hey everybody, welcome to the Master Movie Podcast. Uh, how do I start this? I I just started recording. I didn't even come up with a witty one-liner or anything like that, or like a proper intro. I'm losing my touch. Excellent. Um, so it's been a while. <laughs> it's been uh, two weeks. It's been two weeks. The Oscars happened. Yep. Yeah, the movie that... I never thought would win at all. Won at all. <laughs> there is a changing in the tide. Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, I think it's a good sign. I, th- I think the winning of Moonlight and Shape of Water and this over the past 10, ten years is a good sign. That the that the addition of the voting and the diversity has begun to take effect. Oh, when you think about the concept of Shape of Water and the fact that they, 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 not they allowed a movie about a fish guy and a woman having sex <laughs> to to win best picture. You, you know you're in a weird weird year to begin with. But Del Toro earned it, and he's a great director, and he deserves all love, just like uh like Bong, director Bong, and he has really Bong. done. He has really done a lot of great stuff. <clears throat> I'm a fan of his work. I'm happy he eventually won. I love how everyone's like, who's Bong Joon-ho? I'm like, dude, guys, he's been around forever. All, right. well, all you ever have to tell people is, like, he's the guy who made Snowpiercer, and everyone's like, oh, my God, I know exactly who that is. Dude, you haven't even seen Snowpiercer. I know, but I've seen The Host, which not as many people have seen. Okay. Um, so Parasite walked away with Best Original Screenplay. Best Picture. Best, fo- best International Film. Best, best Picture and Best Director. Yeah. Yep. Bong Joon-ho had to go up there four times. Yeah, and all he wanted to do was drink, the poor man. (laughs) He just wanted to drink and go home. Uh, What? I I heard the outside party with Creed. To to talk really briefly about the Oscars, because let's move on to this, because there's some other stuff I want to talk about. Um, I saw the funniest thing the day after of someone recorded a video of Taika Waititi hiding his Oscar under the seat in front of him. Yep, yeah, I saw that. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was really great. Um, I'm not surprised that Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor, but the way that that night was going, I wouldn't have been surprised if he did. My, my gut really betrayed me. My no, 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 dude. You thought, Zach, Zach, you thought that not only the score wasn't going to win for Joker, but you were pretty sure he wasn't going to win. Yeah. If you look at the text, you were totally like, I don't think this is going to happen. I'm like, dude, the score is totally going to win. And there's no other, nobody else was going to beat Joaquin, dude. He was he was like, going to win no matter what. I agree. My, I agree. My gut I did not sleep on Adam Driver. Everything I wanted to do like, was losing. And that's usually how the Oscars ends up going for me anyways. Everything I want to win loses, and then I get pissy, and then I accept it later. <laughs> <laughs> there is one that's category all- where that did happen. You did get very mad at visual effects, yeah. I was very upset about visual effects. So did the Visual Effects Society. They got pissed about that, too. No, uh, they were most... The, not about the winner, but about the joke before the winner was announced. Very I was very upset with visual effects. But that's beyond the point. Um, so, yeah, is there anything else we briefly want to talk about about the Oscars before we move on to other stuff? I mean, I mean, I do. I, you are right about the about the CGI, uh, about the visual effects award. You are correct. But at the same time, what what I was trying to say on uh, for our messages was just why I 
Oh no, I understand why they did it. I I genuinely yeah. understand. I think it's stupid though. <laughs> it's it's the wrong it's the wrong choice, but also it's such an academy choice. Like they're just we're oh, still so far away from. It's a classic yeah. academy choice, and it's why I genuinely hate the academy. But I mean, uh, you should hate them for more important things than that. I would think, no, but no, like, I mean, I mean that that's, is the, that's not the sole reason I hate them. It's one of the many reasons why I hate them. Um, a lot of it, did, a lot no, of it comes down to the academy being just a bunch of old white men and. They're like, ooh, movie by really famous old white guy. Let's give it something. There, that is, the, it is somewhat the case. And in certain categories, that is still the case, like the X or like visual effects, like we're finding out. But overall, it's starting to change. Yes. Like, and the I'm best happy, picture director wouldn't have happened yeah. that was the case. But it just tells me more, more, there are people within the industry, not just the academy, but the industry in general, new and old still don't consider that uh, a viable asset. Same thing with stunt work. Like, why don't we have a stunt work category? You don't have to be old enough to realize that that's something we should need. Why don't we have it? Like, it's just because actors don't view that thing and producers and directors don't view that view those stuff that way because they're not in those departments. And then maybe that's because they view them as underlings or just tools rather than artists with skill. It's hard to say. But to me, like, you don't have to be old to understand that. Um. I think you're within the industry. People just don't view stunt work and CGI stuff within the same caliber or category as them, or maybe they don't consider as much as an art form, uh, which is what I'm more interested in. Like, why are the new people not going for that stuff? There's eight thousand people who voted this year. Uh, yeah. That that's what interests me. Yeah, and you know we'll see what happens as the years go on. I think we're going to continue to see really good choices, more more stuff in the vein of Parasite, unless. Things in in the realm of green book. Sorry. Well, yeah, that's, a, mean, that's a very good category. Okay, it was a good thing. Uh, I I would say the show the show was really good too. I liked yes. it. Uh, there was a lot of music and people were some people are like, are we watching the Grammys, not the Oscars? And I get that, but like, and some of them are a little weird. But for me, the best moment, just as a film lover, is probably when uh, uh, Bong won director and then, like, was thanking, like, Tarantino and Scorsese and everyone stood up for Scorsese and he started crying. I was like, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I am very happy to see where film goes next year. There's a lot of cool stuff that's going to happen. There's a lot more cool stuff that we don't even know about. I mean, Quiet Place 2 is coming out in a few months and that's going to be awesome. Um, it's stuff coming out this year. There's some good stuff coming out this year. I'm really excited. Um, and yeah, so the Oscars were fun. It was much more interesting than I thought it would. It was going to be. I'm very happy with a lot of the choices in the long term. I think this is a this is a turning point for the Academy. These last like three or four years. Um, and I think yeah, we're gonna see good, I think we're going to continue to see many good things ahead. It seems like they're getting better. Um, these last, yeah, I agree. These last few years are showing that, and also, yeah, they were very inclusive this year, which was nice. Like they spread the love around easily, except for the Irishman. The Irishman didn't win anything, which is crazy. Um, the more clips I saw of the Irishman, the more I was like, yeah, the Irishman's pretty good, and I'm gonna stand by that. But like, um, I think it'll go down as like a really quiet, great movie for Scorsese. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was a good year, and I didn't necessarily care about uh, um, all the choices, but I did at the end of the day love how inclusive and diversity awards were and how much they like so, spread the love. So. Yeah. So to kind of move away from the Oscars, let's talk about a movie that came out. This Sonic. Sonic uh, 
the hedgehog. We have a brief review by one Zach Zuckerman. I Zach was excited I about the thing he just I, saw. I went and saw Sonic this week, uh, today actually. Uh, we cut, caught like a one thirty showing. Um, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. It was really fun, actually. It's like there was a ton of kids in the movie. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of kids, like a lot of kids shouting, like, what does that say? What does that mean? But, um, it was fun. Uh, Jim Carrey is great in it. I love it so much. It's a return to form for him. It's Jim Carrey doing like weird Riddler stuff back to the Ace Ventura era, like being just as weird on screen as he possibly can. And it comes off so well when he's playing Robotnik and there's this beautiful scene where he just turns over to his evil assistant guy. And he's like, you put yourself on the wall. And he just goes up and it like, you know how like in the movie, the bad guy shoves the assistant to the wall and like tells him off. He just like has his assistant shove himself to the wall so he can fat him up. And I was just like, that's great. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's Jim Carrey. Yeah, I think Jim Carrey is, is always utilized pretty well in children's yeah. movies. Uh, and he certainly has... I, I mean, as a person, I think Jim Carrey is a little sketchy. But I, as an actor, I love him. Because I do love the fact that he can do something like this. While also, at the same time, a couple months, he's going to be putting out a new season of Kidding. Yeah. And that shows, like, like crazy. So uh, he's yeah. really good at that. And he's super, like... He's got problems. So I, lo- I love the fact that he has range. Um, ben Schwartz was great. I looked up exactly what he did after i saw the movie and i, I didn't realize it was john raffio <laughs> now- okay dude, i'm a huge huge ben schwartz fan i listen to his he is he runs rampant on podcasts he's a huge improviser he's and i think he's coming to minneapolis soon with thomas middleditch to do an improv show awesome. he's doing an improv tour. love ben schwartz really love awesome ben schwartz. as sonic i was very impressed i was immensely impressed by him and that i was like I love this character. I love what's going on. This is Sonic. This is my Sonic. Fun, fun thing, Chris. B, uh, ben Schwartz actually provided voice work and sound noises for BB-8 for Force Awakens. I think I knew about that. He did it with Bill Hader, too, right? Uh, him and Hader, yeah. They didn't call him back because they weren't going to utilize BB-8 the same way. Uh... So, so Ben Schwartz is Sonic, which is awesome. Uh, the movie was fun. It, it's like not a great movie. I'm gonna. I'll, it's not an A plus, but it's a solid C. Maybe, maybe, maybe a C minus. But it, it's fun. It looks like it's gonna make enough to make a sequel, and they set. They certainly set up for a sequel. Um, the opening scene, which is like all over the internet right now, has a Knuckles cameo, which is cool. Um, so it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's not quite the story you would think. You would think at the end they're, they're going to like show you Shadow and stuff, but they don't. They It really does feel like a Sonic origin story, and it's really fun. All right, stop right there. It's good. Yeah, I've, I've heard it's good. I haven't heard it's terrible, and I've heard from it's people fun. who don't like the movie as a whole that at least Jim Carrey is the best part, which yeah. I'm going in for Ben Schwartz, and I'm glad I, that it sounds like I'll be leaving with Jim Carrey, which... Good. I lo- I've loved Jim Carrey since I was a child. Like yep. Jim Carrey it's, is a huge part of my comedy DNA. It's fun. It's something, you know, I don't think I'd buy a DVD, but if I saw it on TV, I'd enjoy it. It's like one of those movies. Nice. 
it's one of those movies where you, if you go out to pay for it, you're going to come out, all right, you, you killed an hour and a half. If you don't go out to see it and you see it on TV, you won't feel like you wasted your, 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 your hour and a half. It's fun. It's fun. Um, let's see. Uh, none, of, none of us saw Birds of Prey. That's our no, point. I heard that was also kind of very much also in the vein of kind of how Sonic is. It's fun. It's not great, but it's fun. I heard very good things, and I, I feel bad that it's not making the kind of money that other movies should, but I, I've heard good things. Um, I just, uh, I want to say, yeah, I just haven't seen I more specifically heard Ewan McGregor is awesome in it. He's, like, the best part. I hear all, I hear everyone's great. I, hear, I just hear it's good. I hear nothing, like, yeah. overtly bad. That it's a solid movie and just yeah. people. I haven't, I haven't sat down and seen it yet. I went and saw Sonic because my, uh, my friend that you guys met when we went to go see Joker wanted to go see it and so we went and saw it and that was like that um so yeah it's it's fun it's a fun fun experience um anything else we want to briefly talk about uh batman suit came out yeah daredevil it looks good i actually think i'm kind of excited it looks like Daredevil because it's red. Just the video's red. That's the only reason people are actually saying that. Yeah. Um, if it, it wasn't looks... red, they wouldn't say it so quickly. Maybe some people would say about the suit, fine. But if it wasn't red, then people wouldn't sit there and be like that so quickly. Yeah, I'm very excited to see that. Um, what else did I uh, think? Oh, um, what was I going to say? Uh, uh Star Wars Clone Wars Season 7 comes out in, like, two weeks. Uh, no, not two weeks. Is on it Friday. Does it come out on Friday? Yes. I didn't know. My mistake. Uh, I thought it was, like, two weeks. I train. Choo-choo. Well, Revenge of the Sith train. Choo-choo. Thank you very much. Choo-choo. Um, what else? Oh, we got some new... Um, news that my company announced in the film industry actually uh, they're Uh-oh. putting a call of duty movie into production apparently uh, uh, well, to the game. written and directed by uh stefano solima mm. i don't know i i don't know uh that's what i'm saying uh, he did Sicario Day of Solando, it looks like. Oh, Sol- wow, I can't watch it. Solando. That movie Sol- is not, not not my favorite. I, I, when I, one of my favorite things is, like, finding myself, uh, un, like, finding ways of understanding where my dad is at with movies and where I'm at. Because we watch a lot of movies together, but we're, like, constantly going further and further away from tastes. So I loved Sicario. I loved it. My mom and I, I loved it. I think it's a great... Uh, movie and a lot of technical great stuff about it, but then my I hated the second one. I thought it was just a cheap knockoff and it just wasn't very good. And then I saw my dad and he's like, I hated Sicario, but I loved the sequel. I was like, there we are, you know. Um, but apparently, my company also uh, also hired um, the guy who wrote Black Panther to write movies. So I have no idea. Oh no, I'm not Why? excited about this. Why? So- uh, just is. Do you know what era it's gonna be in? Uh, no, I have no idea. It, I don't see it doing well because it's, guess, like, it's just gonna be another like. 
is it going to be in the Modern Warfare? It's just gonna. Why would they? It's just so unnecessary. This is why I think it won't work because a I think they're late to the game with this. With, because it's just fanfare may be there, but this movie would have been great like maybe five years ago or something like that. But then also they made they have made three movies that I can think of that are like movies like that, and they just don't do well. Like they just don't. Yeah, I, I like. They, they, the last one they did, they put on Netflix, and it was like, um, uh, God, what was it? It was the Ben Affleck one. And yeah. then, yeah, it just didn't do very well. It had a bunch of stars in it, Oscar Isaac in it, and like, people just don't really flock. People aren't flocking to movies in general. No. Which, I, which is the thing. Like, this, she approved it. It doesn't, like, the kind of movies that would do solidly are doing terribly. And the big, like, just few movies are becoming more and more of a draw nowadays so like I, I was reading something from a friend of mine on facebook who's like i think that avatar 2 is going to be is taking forever because cameron wants to do this in vr so that people would go to the theater and watch it in vr and i'm like um that he's like that's why it takes so long he pushes like technical stuff and i was like well that's that's i mean i get that but and that may be a reason for people to go to the movie but that's just going to make people go to the movies less which they are already doing so yeah. I, fact that he has five movies, four more movies planned, you better have something because, like, in ten years, people aren't just, they just aren't going to go to movies the same way anymore. Yeah. They really aren't. Like, te- Terminators and stuff like that are just not going to carry themselves and carry their weight anymore. So, on but, the like, topic of older franchises coming into new light, we got some news from our friend Colin Trevorrow this week, actually. What? Uh, he showed the first image of Bryce Dallas Howard on Jurassic World 3. <laughs> okay. It looks okay. Eh, 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 eh. I mean, images of film don't really, like, unless it's a with a costume. Like, Batman makes sense because we're all wondering what the costume looks like. And there are things in the costume, like, there's gun stuff that makes out the bat in the costume. So people are like, did he take the gun from the guy who killed his parents and put it on his suit? Like, what are we, like, there are fun things you can do with this costume and have fun with it. What like, the? This, are they going back yeah. in time? No. Oh, he, he looked at the image. A, he looked, he looked at the a, image. That's like a 70s haircut. Oh, you're talking about Howard? What? I, I think Chris. Dad just tried to invade my recording. Dad just tried to invade your recording? Uh, I haven't seen the picture. Um, uh, I don't know. That Bryce Dallas. What, is, what makes him think like it's the seventies? I'm gonna go like, check my food. But you it looks like a haircut, like one of the uh, uh, one of the uh, what's the word? Like Ar- like in uh, Argo. Like something. Like it's like a haircut out of the seventies. Like no joke. Huh. Okay. Um, I heard that some of the people from the first Jurassic World are coming back, like Jack Johnson's going to come back. I know all the yep. original three from the original Jurassic Park are coming back. I don't think the kids are, though. I don't think the blonde is acting anymore. Um, and Joseph Nasea um, or something like that? It starts with an N. Michello or something like that. The guy from Bohemian and Social Network is getting bigger roles. I would love it if he came back. But... Um, yeah, just bring everybody back to the stupid, crazy movie. Do it. Like it seems like since everyone's coming back, the crazy stuff must happen. So after the last one, like I'm ready to watch a stupid movie. Let's do it. 
I don't take this I don't take this franchise seriously anymore despite how much I like the first two movies. Mm. That's how I see it. Have you have you seen anything, Chris, recently? No, but I can say my mother has seen Knives Out. Oh, why didn't you see it with her? Because I was at work and she just like bought it. Uh, oh well, you can watch it whatever then. Yeah, she is gushing about it. Like she loved it. It's a lot. It's a lot like the movie we watched tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It probably is. She's gushing, and I was rather sour. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I my dad wants to watch it. So I've been waiting for him to get it so I can watch it with him. <sighs> um, I let's see. Um, uh, movie wise, um, oh, I saw a great movie called uh, "To Be or Not to Be" from the forties by Ernst Lubitsch. And uh, as I was watching it, I was shocked at how much Inglorious Bastards by Tarantino took from it. Uh, and I was like, wow, this is great. This is awesome. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was very funny. It was about a troop of actors who accidentally get involved with Nazis and um, just start picking them off one by one and um, affecting the Nazis uh, in bad ways and making fun of Hitler. And it's, it's before they knew what was really happening in concentration camps, but it does really take a, a Hitler down a peg. It was really good. I liked it. Mm. Uh, are you so since Parasite won? Uh, are you going to take the time to see any more of those best pictures? So what I'm going to do, what I'm planning on doing, one best picture nominee a week is my is my is the challenge I'm bestowing upon myself. Nice. Where I am going to start, I have no idea. But I'm probably going to start with... Okay, so I've seen 1917 and Joker. I'm going to start with... Back. Okay, okay, you know what? Scratch that. I'm going to skip Marriage Story. Um... <laughs> See, that's the thing. If you sit here and talk about Driver being good, you should watch it. Actually, I've seen, I've seen some clips of it to realize that it's actually funnier than I ever would have t- given it credit for. So I would suggest still watch it. If you love Driver, watch it. All right. How much time um, do we have on the thing? We don't have a timer right now. I'm just going by the clock. So we're at like 6.25, so maybe like five more minutes. But I'm going to start with either... If I... Just, uh, I might start with Little, with little Women. And then... Interesting. And then, I'll work, and then I'll work my way up. Maybe then I'll do... Irishman, and then Hollywood. What are we working through? I, I Best was Picture nominees. I, yeah, I was asking if you were still going for the nominees. I'm working up to the ones that I really want to see. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with Parasite. Here's what I would suggest. Joker, right? I, li- I like that idea, I do. But here's what I would suggest. Go back and forth between the, between the ones that you want to watch and the ones that challenge you. That way, you're not like waiting to get to the good ones if you don't like the first few that are slower for you. Go, like start with one you like, then go to one that may seem like you wouldn't be interested. And then if you aren't interested, you have like Jojo Rabbit next. 
and you'll be like, okay, now, now I'm really excited. You know, now I'm going to give something a chance. Oh, I liked it this time. Now I'm going to go to something I really like. Like going back and forth is going to temper that. So you're not like, oh, that wasn't something I like. That wasn't. And then you, if you don't like the first three, who's to say like, you're not just going to give up on the whole endeavor altogether. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> I, I, but I like your idea of doing one a week. That is pretty cool. I still have to, I, I feel like Little Women is harder for me because it's still in theaters. Um, so that probably be one of my later ones. And then I have the ability to watch Marriage Story for VPRE and Jojo Rabbit right now. Um, and I'm just taking my time to get to them. I just saw Jojo Rabbit, so. Well, then you're good. Um, that movie's weird <laughs> and I love it. A lot of people do. All right. Well, that's pretty much it besides... Yeah. Well, yeah, that's pretty much it. We probably would have talked more about the Oscar show if we were closer to it, but mo- most importantly, like Parasite won everything. That yeah. was the shocking thing, and I and I have seen it. Um, I do think Chris will enjoy it. Um, yeah, I think it deserved to win. I would have wanted Hollywood to win, just because that was the one I personally liked. But right right before it happened, I t- texted my family. I was like, Parasite would be great. I would love Hollywood and Joker or 1917 would be very stupid. And that's exactly what happened. So I was like, the right one won to, uh, to the greatest extent you probably could. Like that, that is, that is a history making win. That is a history making night. Like first South Korean film, first film to ever win foreign and best picture. Like it won script director and picture, like director and picture is not easy to do. That hasn't happened a lot. So that was a, that was an event. It really was. I was talking to Alex the other night. Is the only other time I think that could have ever possibly other did it was if um, Spirit Away had been nominated for Best Foreign Film, Best Picture. It wasn't, but I think that's the closest. That's that the can... other closest I can think of. Uh, well, outside of Roma, I think Roma last year should have been it. Well, but Roma snubbed the... no, stupid stuff. Uh, no, I mean, it had all the same possibilities that um, Parasite had. It had director, it had best picture, it had foreign, it had screenplay, it had all of those things. It just didn't win them. Uh, yes. I would say I, this year felt like an apology for that, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about, about it for me. One minute, last chance. Anything, Zach, you saw this week? Sonic. That's it. I talked about it. Okay. I talked about it. There. Dig it. Okay. Maltese Falcon. Yeah, let's do it. Um, don't start with me, please. Don't. Well, I guess, Chris, I, I don't want to start with you, but my, here's my first thing. Um, what did you think of it uh, on the overall? We'll let you kind of talk and, and give No, your- no, no, no. You guys go first. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I'm not going to give you a hard time when I don't even know how you feel about it yet. Um, so, I mean, do you want me to start with the history of the movie and then you get into it? Or what do you want me to start with? That's a good question. Let me, let me start with this. How many times did you watch it? Once. When did you watch it? Two. Oh, hang on a second. Wednesday, Tuesday. About a half an hour ago. I finished it a half an hour ago. Ah, oh, dude, I see I told you this is a movie you gotta watch. I, I was thinking that as I was watching it. 
I told you. We warned you. Now, okay, so that's one thing. That Now that helps me understand it. But it is fresh in your mind, so that helps. Okay, so what do you want me to go over first then? Like, I, do you want me to talk Fire about away. it in Fire the movie? Okay. Just, um, just I'll talk no. about... I, okay, so... <laughs> I you're, Okay, I just want you to understand I'm not here to, like, give you shit for not liking it. I just... I don't know how you don't like it yet. So that, that's why I'm not, like, ammunition's ready or guns or anything. Because I, I don't know what you took out of it yet. So it's not like... Like, don't get upset yet because I don't know where you're coming from yet. Like, I'm not... Don't get on the defensive. Um, so... Uh, this is, this is a classic. I'll talk about the movie. Um, so the book is, this is based off a book and the book is written by Raymond Chandler. Raymond Chandler is one of the most important crime fiction writers of all time. Alex, it's written um, by Ashiel Hammett. Oh, yeah, thank you. Damn it. See, I've got, I've got a bunch <laughs> of Raymond Chandler books in front of me. So I'm like <laughs> looking at that name and that's how it is. Those two guys get me confused a lot. Uh, Especially since Bogart played the main detective for both of the books. Um, and this, th yes, okay, Dashiell Hammett. Dashiell Hammett came first. He wrote this book in the 20s, and they made two versions of this movie beforehand. Both of them focused on the woman um, way more than the detective. And then this movie came out, and it totally got the script right. The, the, another problem with those other movies is the script deviates from the book and its language which is a big mistake. The thing about Dashiell Hammond and Raymond Chandler is you just write the books or you just film the books. That's it. Like the language is great. The stories are great. You just, you just do that. It's that simple. And you've got like gold. And the director of this movie knew that he was like, just make the book. And he nailed it. Um, and it was uh, 1942. This was the director's first movie. His name is um, John Houston. He is, uh, an amazing, classic, very famous um, director. And when this movie came out, he was the biggest star when it happened. Like uh, Humphrey Bogart had been around for a bit. The woman, Mary Astor, had been around for a bit. Um, they were names, but they weren't huge names yet. This movie made them bigger stars, but the, the name that was on everybody's mouth when it came out was Houston, like Bong. They were like, who's this guy, John Houston? This movie's amazing. Like, who, who, he's out of nowhere. Um, and uh, the two other people, the, the fat guy, Sidney Greenstreet, and the guy with the cane, um, Peter Laurie, had, um, they had been in small roles and stuff, but this also made them stars, too. They would go on to make nine movies together throughout their career, become best friends. Humphrey Bogart would become best friends with Peter Laurie, and they would do movies all the way up until Bogart's death in the 50s. Um, Mary Astor would work for quite a long time. She um, was renowned for being highly sexual and didn't give a, a crap about it. She just was, like, awesome. And I think she's great in this movie. Watching it a second time, she is fantastic. Um, and this, the, a lot of the people would go on to do great stuff, like the editors and the, and the writers and stuff, and just, like, just rage through Hollywood. Um, so, yeah, this was a classic when it came out, and... It has inspired a lot of a lot of movies since then. The story itself has been remade a lot of times. That Kurosawa has made a version of it. The Man with No Name, Clint Eastwood movies take from this story a lot. Detective um, Pikachu takes Coen from this in, in huge amounts. It's a huge inspiration for one aspect of film noir, and that is the detective side. The other side is about like someone willing to sell their soul for the so-called American dream, and usually that person fails and dies at the end. 
this is a version of like the detective is a cynical, har- a hardened man going through a world that where he can't trust anyone. Period, and that's exactly the tone and the point of this movie. Um, so that's that's the history of it. And so, Zach, did you have anything to add? Uh, uh, well, I was first going to add, uh, first off, Alex, uh, what was the first time you saw this movie? Um, probably high school, and I didn't remember it, but this, the first time I really paid attention to it, it was on TV, and um, I just sort of like saw that it was going to happen, and I watched it, and I was like, wow, okay. And the more and more I watched it, the more clear and clear it got. I watched it like four times in preparation for this. Like the first time I watched it, I was like, wow. And then I kept watching it. And I was like, I get it. I, okay, things are coming together now. And started to see like how like this movie is filled with amazing dolly shots. Like that's really where the highlight of the film is. Like visually, it's how the camera moves with the characters, how like it points from the ground up at Sydney Green Street, how like Mary Astor is always in like, a caged atmosphere like either the shadow of the blinds across her look like a cage or she's wearing clothes that look like prison clothes but she's always trapped she's always going to jail that's like it's crazy there's stuff like that is all around um but uh when i first saw it i was just like wow okay that was that was around the time i was starting to get into mysteries in general um but third band hit me harder than that one harder than this one visually and as I've gotten more and more interested in dialogue and scripts, this movie has shown more because the highlight of this movie is the script. Yeah. Um, I first saw this in college uh, in, uh, in uh, I believe it was Film Appreciation was 101 was the class I took it in. And uh, when we really started talking about um, adaptations and all that, this was the big one that my professor pushed us towards. Um. So, Chris, what did you think? You I didn't care the... for it. Okay. Uh, what did you not like about it? It's like not the fact that it's not the fact that it's old, like we talked about before we started recording. Not, th- not because it's old, like you said. So, like visually, it's pretty pretty good. It looks like it was shot yesterday in HD. Um, for me, I guess it's just it was just a different time where it was just like people like the move like it felt like. I was reminded of the the Rise of Skywalker, where the movie was just going like, like next beat, next beat, next beat, and then the dialogue was going even faster than the movie was moving, and yeah, it was that, really hard. It was really hard to follow. Um, that's why I turned subtitles on. That didn't help because the subtitles didn't match what they were saying, because the subtitles are contemporary. Um, hey, why did you have contemporary subtitles? I don't know. I think you. I think you accidentally put it on audio description, and that's for people who are. Dead. No, I put it on captions. Closed caption. What did you watch it on? Or I watched it on. Did you rent like, it on? I rented it on Google Play Movies, and I watched it on the YouTube app on my Xbox. Because I, I watched it on YouTube. I'm watching it on YouTube right now. It's going word for word. Mine, mine didn't go word for word. I guess. Weird. What was it saying? It was like it literally was saying just stuff. like there was like it just condensed like sentences down to more like shorter and more simpler than to what they were actually saying to like I don't I don't know why they would do that but it was just like throwing me off 
it may it may be because of the speed of the dialogue, but that that is an era thing. Movies people at this time talked this fast. They were always talking this fast. That's I that's totally I, how the things worked. I could everyone not keep like, up. Everyone keep was up. on cocaine back then because cocaine was legal pretty much. Like that's why yeah. pe- that like you you are going to notice the more 30s and 40s movies you watch that that is the speed that people talk. It's because they were so excited to have dialogue in movies. They were like, "Oh god, people need to start talking now." Like they we just have to have movies about dialogue now. Like if you ever watch a Marx Brothers movie, it's a joke a second. That like I'm still finding jokes in Marx Brothers movies. So yeah, that's an that is an era thing. People uh, and a lot of it has to do with a movie called Little Caesar. By Edward G. Robinson. It's why people still, when they talk like a gangster, they say, Shay, man, Shay. That was a guy called Edward G. Robinson in a famous movie called Little Caesar in the 30s. And he's defined, him and James Cagney mostly, defined how fast people talked when they were tough. So a tough guy back in the 30s and 40s would be like, just, I, I don't have a problem. See, I'm going to try. Like that, they just kept talking. They kept, they always had something witty to say. They were never, like, there was never a moment of silence between people. So that's absolutely. Absolutely, one hundred and ten percent. How those movies went back then? Yeah, it didn't translate to me. Just kept, I just kept falling. It was like, okay, what's happening now? Okay, now he's going. Also, like, he like picks up the phone, makes a call, wipe, talks to a guy really fast, then walk, then he walks out, uh, wipe, goes back to his apartment, well, then or office or whatever, and it was like, for me, it, for for me, it was hard to follow. When the things I did follow felt very overcomplicated, you know, I'm like, and Dude, plus I... it was really hard for me to interpolate, like, what the actors were trying to tell me with their performances. Like, when he go when um Cairo goes in and uh, offers him five thousand dollars, and then, um. And um, Bogart's t- trying to, like, go along with it, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. And then, like, I did not catch up. I did not catch the fact that he did not know what he was talking about, but he was playing along with it. Other than that, I thought he knew. I thought that I, he had already known. But, like, this is, like, some of these things, like, some of the things were, to me, just... Like, were either, either I misunderstood or it wasn't, commu- or I, I didn't feel like it was communicated properly to me. Just, like, yeah. It's just, like, stuff like that. Like, I was following pretty well right up until that moment. I'm like, okay, there's supposed to be a foul, there's supposed to be a MacGuffin here. And it's not here yet. And I didn't see it. I, I haven't seen it yet until the very end. So it's just this thing in the background that doesn't show up until the end. Um, now I feel like I'm rambling. Um, so yeah, it was. It's a, to me, it was just hard to follow, and like it was moving so fast, and some of the points were just really, just felt like really out there, and yeah, I didn't really much care for this. Wow. I know it's a mystery and it's supposed to be complicated, but it just felt it just felt like too much. Uh, 
Well, I can tell you right now, this, uh, there's a movie that Bogart also did called The Big Sleep. It's also based off a book. That plot is, that doesn't make any sense, but it's still an entertaining movie. This movie is tight, like a drum. Like, everything makes sense here. I, I, having seen everything, like, it all ties together pretty, pretty well, honestly. Um, again, I, like, the, I, I just think you should have watched it more than once, for sure. But here's the thing. Why? Because, like, if it takes more than one viewing to really understand it, and I really am not getting into it in the first place, then, like, if I have to see it multiple times to really appreciate it, like, that was the, uh, that's something that I was struggling with. Is like, do I want to watch this a second time? And, like... I was just feeling like, no, I don't want to watch this a second time. I just, it didn't click with me. Like, I just didn't feel like this was a movie I would revisit. Even though you, you guys could say that it was a classic. Like, that could all hold true. Just to me, personally, didn't click with me. I just, it just did not click with me. And I just, I, I will fully admit, I don't get the Maltese Falcon. I don't get it. That, that's okay. So here's, here's the thing. If you don't like something, yes. There you go. But I would also suggest that this is the great thing about movies and about music and about books with the older you get and with time. It's that you may watch something and you may not like it and get it the first time. And then you watch more stuff and then you come back to it and you're like, okay, I see things I never did before. So I'm not saying that you will like this one day, but I am saying it's good enough so that the, when the day comes that you may get it, I think you'll get a lot out of it. But... The thing is, like, movies are always supposed to be rewatched. They're all, like, when someone says I only watch a movie once and only my favorite movies over and over again, like, I get it. But at the same time, when they walk away and they're like, I didn't get it. It's like, well, it's because it's intended to be watched more than once. Like, that, that's the point. It's meant to be, that is like, outside, outside of that, there are things. What? I'm sorry? No, that, you just made a great point, and I just hate myself now. But, like, that. That's all I'm saying. Like, it, it, it's one thing to say that you. I'm glad you're not saying it's a bad movie. Well, you're kind of saying that there are bad things about it, but the most thing you're saying is that you didn't get it, or that it was going, going too fast, and that it was overly complicated. So those things are there on purpose. That's the point. It's not supposed to hold your hand. It's an intelligent movie. It would oh, be like God. if you walked into an AP class. Like, I'm not saying you need necessarily need to do your homework, but you're a bit out of your depth. Now that's not that's fine because Oh my god, no, don't Chris, make me feel bad. Chris, oh, like hey, son Chris, of a biscuit. First of all, first of all, you okay. If someone looked at me and said, Alex, I want you to watch the movie Primer. There's a movie called Primer. I've seen Primer about five times. I still don't get primer. It's just that complicated. It's that hard and it's it's 70 minutes long man it's not even that long it's just i'm never fully going to understand this movie unless i took quantum mechanics but i am willing to look at that movie and go i understand how as a movie it's great and i've come to really appreciate things about it and now trying to solve this rubik's cube that i may never solve to my death has become a fun thing for me like it's just a thing that i enjoy but like i understand that i'm never gonna get it 
and that the only way to truly get this movie, everything good about it, is to understand quantum mechanics. And I won't. So I'm not beating myself up for just not understanding that. So what we're looking at movies right now. That's the whole point of this podcast. So like at least for me, I know that it's not what we intended. Like it's your thing. You started. You wanted to talk about Star Wars and stuff. Okay. It's, this is one of the main goals. Because I'm a dumb fuck. No. Well, no, it's because you wanted to watch and talk about movies and you were cool with the idea that I or Zach could bring movies to the table that would challenge you. So even though you don't like the movie, there's still things that are going to challenge you. So understand what challenges you, understand what you may not just generally like and things that, oh, I just need to do this next time I approach a movie like this. So next time you approach a movie like this and you're like, this is overly complicated, you made it all the way to the end. So, like, if you were on your own, you probably just would have shut this off. But you made it to the end. So you understood by the end of the movie what you didn't like. And then also it was overly complicated, fast talking, and just um, just totally out of place for you. And you couldn't understand some of the dialogue and references. So you don't watch a lot of 1930s and 40s movies. So you don't know a lot of the normal dialogues and clips that I've come or Zach has come with the more movies you watch. But I, I wasn't born in the 30s and 40s, but I know a lot of things because of how many movies I've watched. So there are words and stuff that I get right off the bat that you probably don't know yet. There are other things like how fast they talk. I know that when I walk into those movies because that's just how fast they were. They didn't calm down until like the 50s and 60s. So, like, I, that was something I expected, too. And also, it's the, this is the premier mystery writer. Dashiell Hammett and Raymer Chandler, they, they were the people who, like, carried the torch after Sherlock Holmes. That was the point. Like, the whole point is you can't read everybody, not even the guy you're following. You don't even know if he's going to join the Falcon or not. You don't know what his morals are or anything. You can't trust anyone. So, it, yes, it's confusing. But the more and more you watch, the more you realize where people are coming from and where he's coming from and, and all of that. But, I mean, if you don't like it, yes, you don't like it. But admittedly, since you were confused by it and didn't understand it, I would say that, yeah, the more you watch it, the more it pieces together and the more you're like, wow, that's crazy. And it is really tight. It is really good. But then there are other things like when he pulls, when he's following the kid in the hallway, the fact that he just keeps giving the kid shit is hilarious. And then when he's following him in the hallway, and then he pulls his jacket back and takes his guns, then he walks to his boss and he's like, here, the crippled kid, the crippled newsie stole it from your gunman, but uh, I made him give it back. Like, that's awesome. Some of these lines are just awesome. Yeah, I just, I just missed him. But like, I, I don't want I to missed it. So bad. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I feel I, like I, a second grader in a college lecture hall. <laughs> what? Well, that's... Uh, okay, so is that because because of me or is it because of the movie i don't know anymore because like you're giving a compelling argument on how this movie's good i'm not feeling it like i'm well, not convinced well there are two different arguments here a is it a good movie and that i mean if you're not convinced of that when you're watching it that's the thing i'm concerned about but if you don't like it you don't like it there are of course no, other movies that i like, watch like i didn't like it i just it didn't click with me i just it was moving too fast it was too complicated for me this is this is my version of quantum mechanics. Like, I can't get this. Uh, okay. Um, then that's if it. Like, if I've this never, script I, I can is explain this story, I can super explain tight. this whole story to you. There you go. Like, like and I don't know how you're going to enjoy good. Knives Out then. I know, that's what I'm afraid of. Okay? 
That's what I, I think that 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 is what I am afraid of, because like, because you just because like, the key word you know I ran onto is tight. Like if Knives Out is super tight, and this movie is super tight, then I am afraid that a director that I am starting to really love made a movie that I will never get. And that's going to piss me off because I am not smart enough to understand it. Then I'm going to spend like literally the rest of my life trying to figure this shit out. Well, here, well, okay. Well, first of all, just so I can't call myself dumb. Well, okay. Okay. Okay, Well, here, first of all, you're approaching this from the absolute worst perspective, which is I'm dumb and this needs to make me smarter and I need to be, this is so fucking stupid. Don't do that. First of all, all these are just movies you don't have to watch them if you don't want to but second of all here's the other point there are two things that you're having a problem with which is a i don't get it and was i entertained so my guess is you're still going to be entertained by knives out because there's good music their performances are really good and they're by actors that you already know and enjoy there are things about it that are modernized that i guarantee are just going to suck you in by the fact that it's a modern movie and you're going to like it more simply because of it and you won't realize it when it happens but i guarantee you you will it's just going to happen. You're going to like it more for the sheer fact that it was made last year. And this was made. I'm sorry, dude. That's just going to happen. It, it, but that, does, that, that is the thing. That's the, that's the thing that probably isn't going to change much with more old movies you watch. But the more old movies you watch, the things you're going to be able to give caveats for that I don't think have anything to do with this movie. But that's why I don't think you should worry about Knives Out. The performances, there's people you like. It's, there are things about it you're going to enjoy outside side of the script in the story that are going to entertain you besides the fact that you may not go with the mystery the same way trust me there there are very funny moments there are very good performances i think you're going to like like knives out i don't think you're going to get it but this is where it comes from if it feels like homework to you i'm sorry but the intention is not to make you feel stupid if you watch something that's smart and it makes you feel stupid you need to work on that that's that's going on in your head these people aren't making movies to make you feel dumb. People don't make smart shit so you feel stupid. They make smart shit because that's what they wanted to make. If smart people respond to it quicker than you, great. But that doesn't mean that over time you can't enjoy this stuff. It doesn't mean that like just because you don't like it, fine. But don't say it's, it's like I feel dumb because I don't get it. Don't. Like if you feel dumb about something, dude, learn about it. Study it. If so, it's like if you don't get something, go for it. No one's stopping you. Don't walk around and be like, I'm dumb because I don't get it. You have a computer in your pocket at all times. You have the ability to research anything you want at any moment. Nothing is stopping you from educating yourself 24-7. So if you don't want to because you don't like it, that's fine. But don't sit there and be like, I'm dumb because I don't get it. You can Chris, get it. There's nothing stopping you. Let, let me tell you something. It's got to be good. This is what this is kind of going off what Alex has said. People for thousands of years have been searching for the knowledge of human history, known as the Library of Alexandria. Somehow in the in the in the nineties, they fucking made it, and then they modernized it by putting it in everyone's fucking pocket. Every human on this planet that has a smartphone owns the collective knowledge of humanity in their pocket. And most of them are stupid and play Fortnite with it. But you, Chris, I don't, but you, Chris, you, Chris, are not stupid 
I know that you you are smart enough to go and search for that stuff. Let let me put it this way: what you're what you are battling against right now is the thing that everybody battles against every single day. Should I take all the energy that I feel and passionate about and learn all the info about movies and put it to things that would actually help my life? Absolutely. I am interested in the things that I am passionate about. When you listen to those first few episodes of you and Star Wars and you and I think it was Tyler, I think you guys are just, you are nerding out on an unbelievable level. Your amount of detail is insane on a level that nobody would know unless they watched Star Wars. Star Wars and all that stuff and did all that research 110%. So you are capable of doing it with a property you love for sure. If you're not into this, that's fine. You don't have to do the homework and rewatch it over and over again. That's why I love this genre and I do it because I, and I don't do it with fantasy and stuff like that. I don't see the point of it. I just, it just, it's too much for me. I don't, but then again, I also understand as I've gotten older, what stories of certain genres are the best examples of it. I don't need to, to know every single name of Lord of the Rings, to totally enjoy Lord of the Rings. When they're sitting there like, the Balrog city was filled with my uncles, and I'm like, I don't care. Just like, they're dead. That's all I need to know. Let's go. Boom. I don't hate myself for not knowing the lore. The lore is there for me to enjoy. But if the story, the actual plot, is meant to take more than one to pay attention, like, I have to make the decision, yes, do I want to rewatch this movie to get this story? No, and then I won't. So, like, I get that decision. Fine. You didn't like it. You don't want to go forward. But don't, don't be mad at yourself because you don't get it. Because you can fix that. That's a thing you can fix. There are more movies that are just as complicated that may be more entertaining for you. So, like, I, I just don't want you to walk away and be like, it was overly complicated. So, as opposed to, it was overly complicated and I didn't get it. But, like, if I watched it more, maybe I would. Because that's the thing, like, I, 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 it is a good movie, and the more I watch it, the more I understand. And I'm not, get, I don't think you're at fault for not getting it on the first watch, like, at all. Like, it's a complicated movie, I get it, but, like, don't be afraid of complicated movies. They're not there to make you feel stupid. Smart stuff is not out there to make you feel stupid. That's like, a, that, that's like someone being, like, you elitist, just college boy, what are you doing? Like, don't. Don't get mad at things that are smart. Don't blame yourself for that. You can fix that if you want to. So, like, just, it's a, I don't, I think this movie is meant to be complicated because the whole point of it, its theme is you don't know who to trust. You don't, like, you don't know if the Falcon is real. You don't believe him, but people are dying for this thing. People are lying and cheating and killing cops for this. Maybe it is real. And if it's real, can I trust this woman that I'm now attracted to? Can I trust this guy who says he has the money and can give it to me? Should I trust this weird little dude who doesn't know what he's doing but literally throwing himself into the mold? Like, like it's a it, you don't even know if you can trust the detective who's doing it all, but you're with him the entire way through. And when they're sitting there in that room for a half an hour and they like unwrap that thing and they're all just like heavily doing this, and then you realize they did it all, all for nothing. That's amazing. That's amazing to me. And to know that, like, to know that Spade the entire time didn't know who to trust and yet had everyone in the palm of his hand is awesome. He, he knew from the very start who, who committed the murder that killed his partner, but he didn't know how everything happened. And he doesn't figure it out. He asks the fat man, and the fat man tells him. That's how that goes. He's just stringing people along, 
and trying to put the pieces together at the last second. That's what makes him so amazing. Like, he's just going and flying by the seat of his pants, but he's always one step ahead of everyone else. And the more I watched it, the more I'm like, of course she was lying. Like, the more I watched it, the moment she's, like, pleading for him to not give her, give her to the cops, and then she's, like, looking at him passionately, and then the bell rings, and she straightens up and gives him a hard look. I'm like, oh, God, she, dude, you're right. Don't, you can never trust her. Like, she's so good in this. And Bogart is just flying by the seat of his pants when he's sitting there with the commissioner and he's like giving him a hard time. And then he looks at the stonographer. And he's like, did you get all that down? Like, he's just, he's awesome. I, the more I watch this, the more I see what's so great about it, honestly. And I probably didn't get it in high school. I was like, I don't yeah, know, whatever. But now that I'm older and I like am more into scripts and I'm more into how stories are told and how performances go and the more old movies I've watched and understood the difference between bad Bogart and good Bogart, like, I get it now. And then that's all it took. It took time and rewatches and, uh, and me falling in love with the genre, sure. But like over time, like this movie makes sense to me. So I, I may not have gotten it at first, but I know I, over time it works for sure. And it's inspired so many people from it, it's, it's the Ark of the Covenant, man. It's, it's the case in Pulp Fiction. It's, it's, it's so many things. It, it is the first real MacGuffin ever. And it's utilized perfectly, I think. So I, I could gush about this movie, sure, but and I and I could absolutely make an argument for why it's good. But the only argument I want you to walk away from now is like, it it will make more sense if you rewatch it. If you don't want to because you don't like it and the genre and the acting and all that stuff, fine. But if you want to try and get it, you can. And here's the other thing. I, this is the thing I would say to anybody. This is why I love YouTube and film criticism in general. If I watch something and I don't get it, but I know it's good, go out there and find videos, find articles, find people who could make convincing arguments as to why this is good. Like, as a, don't like watch it so people are like, this is good and you should like it. Watch people who break it down. Like, I, when I was done with this, I started looking around YouTube and yeah, there's a lot of people who break down why the script is great, what the like the power of a MacGuffin, the power of a last line, like the stuff dreams are made of. Like, there are people out there who can help you understand a movie better. That's why I love film essays on YouTube. That's why I love film criticism, like Film Crit Holt. That's the whole point of why I enjoy it. It's the discussion that comes after a movie, especially if I don't get it. That means it's from a perspective I don't understand. That means somebody else from that perspective may understand it. One of my favorite quotes of all time is if you're dumb, surround yourself with smart people. If you're smart, surround yourself with smart people who disagree with you. And that's my toughest challenge, finding people who disagree with me. But the first step is if you're dumb, surround yourself with smart people. So if I don't get a movie, first thing I'm going to do is go find the people I trust that are smarter than me and know these things better and read what they say about it. And maybe they'll show me something I didn't see and maybe they won't. But that's the whole point of movies for me nowadays is, is finding out the, the conversation that happens afterwards. Like, I don't know what, uh, what reaction you're going to have after Parasite, man, because I didn't know how I felt after that movie. I needed to go out and like read some more stuff and like, because I don't know anyone in my personal life who watches The Maltese Falcon. I don't know anyone in my personal life that watches Parasite. Everyone in my family was like 1917 should have won. And I was like, damn it, dude. No, it was Parasite. But how am I going to make that argument? Like, I don't know how to understand that movie properly. So I've been going out and doing my research. The more time I have, I'm like, wow. Like, they were making points in that movie I did not, did not see first time around. And instead of going, wow, I'm dumb, I went, that's awesome. 
that's awesome. That was there and I didn't know it. That's so cool. Be excited when you come across something that challenges you. But if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's, that's a thing. For sure. I can't fight that. I can't argue against that. If you immediately don't respond to something because you don't like its style or its look or its acting or how it sounds, that's fine. But if you don't get it, you always could. Mm-hmm. That's why I suggest uh, watching more once. I got to sit up here. Mm, yeah. I just did not want this to be another Plan 9. I wanted to give this a shot. I really did. I, I just don't think didn't... it is another Plan 9, Chris. Like, no, not the movie. I mean, like, th- like this episode. I just did not want this episode to end up, like, being another Plan 9. No, you get, you've been explaining yourself pretty like, well. Like, the matter of Plan 9 is you just stopped altogether and was stopped talking about what you did like, and I just wanted <laughs> you to like, go into it. it. No, you're yourself well you're making good arguments yeah just i guess it's just like i just feel like i didn't want to be the because like i don't want to like not like old movies simply because they're old like i really when i i put it on like okay i want to give this a chance as any other movie play and I did, and I came out the other side, and I'm like, just didn't feel it. Like, at the end, like, I could feel things coming together, but my head just couldn't, like, just couldn't do the math. And, like, yeah, just, it just, like, yeah, whatever. Okay, so you didn't, you didn't, didn't like it. I just, I, I, didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't, I don't want to, I said that I didn't want to not like it because it was old. I want, I, like, I just didn't, if I wasn't going to like it, I wasn't going to like it just because, like, it just didn't click for me. Like, it just, okay. it's not yeah. my thing. Um, I do think that there are some elements of it being an old movie that affected you, but I do, uh, it does sound like it was the story in the script that got you. Do, but I I do think that there are some things about it being a 1940s movie that probably affected it. Yeah, um, but which is just, the opposite of what I wanted to happen, but it happened anyway. But, but well, I mean, yeah, of course you can't you can't find something that's natural. But the only way to do that is to watch more old movies. Yep. And if, if at the end of the day you watch a hundred of some of the best old movies ever, um, and you're still like, I just don't like old movies, then that's who you are, and that's the way it is, and that's the way it's always going to be. But um, I don't think that's going to happen. I honestly think the more old movies you watch, the more you'll find that you'll like and that will lead you to other ones. We just haven't found that yet. But I'm like, here's the thing. I bet if we go back and we listen to the Brick episode, you're probably going to say, yeah, okay, the script was too fast and I didn't get it all and it was a really confusing movie. In fact, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what you said. I remember actually liking Brick, though. I, okay, I do remember you saying that the script. Was I, I could. I. I do no, remember. I, I feel like I followed Brick pretty well. I feel like I followed Brick pretty well. I'll go back and listen to that episode, but I, I had some inkling that something like this would happen. But like, I, I'm just trying to figure out what it is you didn't like and what you responded to and what you didn't. 
And that's what my mystery has been here. So, like, that's all. Like, you're not liking it is fine. Like, that's okay. But, like, this is old movies are the thing I'm the most leery with you about. So that those are the things that I'm being the most tepid with. And we're just stepping into them. So, like, like, because, like, I should be interested in this kind of thing. It's like with me, it's like whenever I hear about, like, um, like old, like, stories about pro wrestling and how it, started i'm like this is like this is very interesting like this is almost no different like this is movie history right here i should be eating this up but instead i'm responding to i'm just not responding to it like whatever it is i just i'm just not responding to it well that that again comes into what you're the most passionate about you are 110 percent more passionate about wrestling it and its history than you are about all of film and its history. And that's because there's way more diversity and differences in, in film than there are in wrestling. Wrestling is pretty much a set standard form of entertainment and it hasn't strayed from that theatrical element ever since it was created. Whereas films can be black and white, silent, have sound, be a musical, be old, be new. Like it's been around for a hundred years. It's got way more history to it. And the more separated you are from time, the harder it's going to be, especially if the only thing that you've ever watched is stuff within like the last 40, 30 years. You're, it's just never going to, it's going to be such a shock when you watch it, when you start watching that stuff. But eventually you learn to find the rhythms and the things you can forgive and the things you can't. There are things about like 1950s movies that I cannot forgive. Can't watch, I, when I watch an old movie, like in from the 50s, the music is the worst to me. And there's some soundtracks that ruin movies for me. And it's the worst, but I still will watch that movie beginning to end just to understand what it is. Like I have books of movies that I want to watch just so I can understand those elements of films more. That's what I do. I'm way more interested in like the history of film and what's around and what I haven't seen yet because there's, there's so much good out there. There's so much good stuff to be or not to be was so good. And it was made in 1940 something. I never knew it existed. It was one of the most solid comedies I've seen. I was laughing out loud and I loved it. And I, I never knew it existed until like a week ago. And I loved it. I, you never know. You may find something from the 70s that speaks to you so much. You may find something from the 20s that like is just a silent movie, but the visuals just grab you. You never know. You may love Charlie Chaplin. You may love how Buster Keaton rolls. You may love uh, Bob Hope movies. I don't know yet. Like there's so much film out there that you don't know about. And that's the thing. Not all of it you're going to respond to. So you're not supposed to respond to all of film. It's too diverse, too deep, too deep of an ocean in general. But the yeah. more you step away from the last 30, 40 years, the more that divide is going to be an issue, period. 110%. Enjoying a bad movie from nowadays is going to be way more fun than watching a bad movie from 1950 to you. It's all, that will always be the case, and it will never change at this point in your life until you watch more old movies. That, that's all. So like... You may not care about them, but I guarantee you there's stuff out there that you can find. This just wasn't one of them. Maybe you'll enjoy Gunga Din. Maybe you'll enjoy the Forbidden, uh, not the Forbidden, but like the uh, Hidden Fortress, the thing that inspired uh, Star Wars in the first place. Maybe you'll love Magnificent Seven. Like, I, I, there's so many possibilities, like North by Northwest, Rear Window, Hitchcock. We haven't even broken the mold on Hitchcock, dude. That guy's fun as hell. So there's so much out there. Way, way, way better opportunities than this. So don't we are the more we run into old movies, the more I'm going to be leery about it. Sure, but I'm never going to give you crap for it. I just want you to get used to them. You're you're just getting used to them. That's all. And this wasn't the one 
to go. Maybe it'll be Citizen Kane. Maybe it'll be Night of the Hunter. Maybe it'll be one of the other ones we have on the wheel. But like, this was just not the one to do. It wasn't the script uh, to do it with. It wasn't the story to go with because it's not. All, this entire movie is about the words that people are saying. If you don't get them, or if they're talking too fast and you can't follow it because everyone's on fucking coke, then you're just not going to get it. But the more movies you watch for the 30s and 40s, you're going to be like, okay, I get it. This is the speed they're going to... Dude, you don't even know who Preston Sturgeon is. Like, the, His Girl Friday is one of the best comedies of all time, and people are talking like they just did an eight ball before every single take. So I would love to show you that movie, but it goes at the speed of like 110. So this is an era-based thing. It's nothing new. Like, Cary Grant was the king of it. So there's, I, like, I can't wait to get you to early Alec Guinness. Dude, you haven't even seen you haven't even seen the comedies that Alec Guinness would do where he would pull on Eddie Murphy and play like eight roles in a movie. Alec Guinness was known for that. You haven't seen him in Bridge of the River Kwai where he is the absolute boss, but also like there's so much out there, man. There's so much out there. So just because this didn't work is okay, but it, it, part of it is that it's an old movie. So that element is always going to be here. I'm not giving you crap for it, but that is what's going to happen the more you run into. That, that's it. But like, no, I get the fact that the script is fast and complicated, and that's the best element of this movie. Um, and if you can't get into that, then you're not going to get into how people are acting. You're not going to get into where the characters are coming from, and you're not going to relate to this guy that you don't understand where he's coming from either, and he's the one you're following. So absolutely, I do see those elements there. Um, so yeah, just, you know, mysteries, overly complicated mysteries don't seem to be your thing. But I'm hoping that fast dialogue-driven scripts are not it. I'm hoping you can get you some, like, Sorkin or some comedies that have fast dialogue that you can get into. Chris, you still go to class most days, right? Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday. And are you taking mostly production or are you taking appreciation classes? Uh, production. Okay. Have you ever taken a film appreciation class before? Uh, no, uh, uh, no, Zach. Uh, no, I have not. Our uh, program does not offer that. Okay. Wow, really? Uh, well, okay. I guess not, not so, yet. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. it makes sense. Everyone can do film appreciate. Everyone is a film appreciation. You just go on YouTube. Whoa! Those are kind of like whatever now. Film appreciation is is all over YouTube, whereas film technique is not necessarily all over YouTube. What just That's happened? Stuff you pay money oh. for. Uh, I was just wondering because I know when I went to school, we. We definitely had film appreciation as an offered course, and I took that, and that's what got me into a lot of the older films. It was through that medium that I discovered more Charlie Chaplin, through Humphrey Bogart, discovering, you know, everything and anything I could ever dream of. Okay, so, A, there was just, like, a weird, like, my computer just froze for a second, but we're good. So, anyway... But oh. like B, like there is an intro to cinema course, but nobody takes it. Why? I don't know. I don't know. But somebody, I think that somebody recommended me a class uh, that Anoka Hennepin, I think it was. That they do a uh, intro to cinema course where they just every week they come in, uh, sit through movie and then talk about it afterwards, and that's pretty I much it. Would... So let me guess. Yes, I should probably take it. Yeah, I probably should. 
Yes. Is it transfer oh, okay. credit? Yeah, yeah. I should probably take it. I get it. Yeah, I know. I've been I have my eyes on for a while. I get it. Calm down. Calm down. Well, first of all, I think it's I. It's not the first time I've heard that the people who go into making film when they first start film school don't. They're mostly focused on how you make a film and necessarily how to like a film because they don't want to be told about what they like. That that's been something I've heard before. I'm not surprised that's the case. A, I think you should take it because you love movies, and what's wrong with taking a class about watching movies and then talking about it? But like that sounds like an an easy A in general. That sounds like why yeah. I did it in high school. But that that would be why I'd say take it. But this is what I would suggest to you. This is there's a very there's a YouTube page that I found that I really love a little bit ago. It's called A Hundred Years in Cinema, and it's a guy that's picking a movie, at least one movie from every year that cinema has been around. And then he talks about it, and he's going through the growth of cinema. And when he gets to now, he's just going to go back and add more movies to each year. I would highly suggest going there. And it will, it, it's, they're just quick, five, ten-minute videos. They're not that long. And each year will give you an idea about how movies – and then he'll start to break down the most popular movies of each year, what they did, how they inspired. I believe Maltese Falcon is one of them. Citizen Kane is another. He's going to – like, uh, he's just going to start hating you with – um, a combination of how the technique of cinema is growing along with how popular cinema is being made. I would highly suggest going there, man. It, it really paints a picture to how cinema got working to, I think he's at like 1950 now or something like that. But that's a great one to go to. That's why I love YouTube. Like, you don't need that course now. That stuff is everywhere. Everyone appreciates movies now. Just, it's out there for sure. Um, you can do that on your own time. That, there's nothing stopping you there technique is the thing you go to school for so i wouldn't I, I i'm not harshing that school's vibe but like yeah take the course because it's an easy a i think you get to watch a movie and talk about it. you you yourself don't even have to raise your hand just go there watch a movie and listen to people talk about it and there you go like that just sounds like and just, just take that course it's I, like, go. I see when i went to school i actually got two degrees i got one in appreciation uh in uh history and criticism and in production uh I, I to do that, but that's mostly because I took the film appreciate uh, the history and criticism courses in my electives, all all that. And by the time I was ready to graduate, I only had to take like one other course, and I just and I'd get free degree. So yeah, I I mean, I I would say I would say Chris, like if uh, my takeaway from this is that yeah, what, st- go into film appreciation, just look up movies just look up the history of movies that's it like you don't that doesn't necessarily mean you need to like old movies but if you understand them better you'll know what you're getting into when someone says i want to show you a 1940s movie you'll be like 40s bogart uh black and white uh fast talking uh hats bowlers uh not not a lot okay yeah i got it i know what i'm getting into like Like, beautiful fedoras yeah dude great fedoras that's all they were about man like that's the whole point um it's just like it's an easy style to make fun of. Trust me. There's a movie from Carl Reiner and Steve Martin called Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. And it's amazing. They make fun of all these old movies. It's great. Um, but yeah, just like, dude, just study film history and know what you're getting into with old movies. It'll help you guide to guide you to movies that you may enjoy, which is all I'm trying to do. It's not necessarily teach you anything. It's to say what, what I want to say to everyone, which is movies have been around for 100 years. I guarantee you there's something you like from 100 years ago. It's out there. It's something you're gonna love, and you, I, I, it's dude. If you love movies, there's stuff out there you don't know about it that you're just gonna love as much as Star Wars. It's, it's out there, I guarantee you. And there's nothing wrong with looking. 
that doesn't make you stupid for not knowing it. It means it's when someone's when I ask someone if they've seen a movie that's like I like was talking to an Uber driver. I'm like, have you seen The Godfather? He's like, no, nah, man, I know. I got to get into. It. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to give you a hard time. That means you get to watch The Godfather for the first time. Like, I wish I was in your shoes. It's it. There's so much stuff you don't know, Chris. Don't get pissed at yourself when you don't. It's out there for you to learn. Please do. Just go. It's there, man. Like, it, the world is a treasure map. Just, just find it. I'm telling you. There are movies out there from this era that you love. Go study film history for sure. Absolutely. Please do. I don't regret it. Not one course. Me neither, man. I did it naturally. That's just how it happened with me. I don't know what happened. I just... I, I, I remember what it was. I was watching the movie My Man Godfrey. I, I didn't know what it was. I was just watching it. It was like, I just kept thinking, this black and white movie, this house is so crazy. These people are acting so weird. And then I'm like, oh, they're rich. They're just super rich that they're just so isolated that they just are making these weird decisions. And then this guy is this fake butler and he's like playing around with them. And I was like, this movie is really fun. You know what? This movie is kind of fun. And then I started getting into James Dean. And then all of a sudden I was like giant. I was all about the movie giant. And then all of a sudden I was watching Singing in the Rain. Like I, I, I it happened with me naturally because the opportunity was there for TCM. If I didn't have TCM, I never would have done it because they just don't show movies on TV that much. But I would say YouTube is your route, man. Like just look up film history on YouTube. I guarantee you there are people who do old movies in just as entertaining ways as, le- as movies with Mikey and lessons from a screenplay. I guarantee you there's stuff about Maltese Falcon on YouTube you can go to that can just show you a thing or two. It doesn't mean they have to say you like it, but there are things that can show you why it has inspired so many people since. Why is this movie you didn't like something that like everyone gushes over who makes movies? Understand that. That's, that's the thing. Like You don't have to like something to understand why other people do. I don't need to like all romantic comedies to understand why some are just like women gush over them and on the Hallmark channel. Like I don't I don't need to like them to understand, okay, this is it. I got it. If I wanted to put that in my movie to get that audience, now I know how to do it. Because I understand how it works. That's another thing. The, just because you don't like it doesn't mean you can't utilize something that can get an audience that you didn't know you could get beforehand. Alright. Should we go back to Willow then? <laughs> I, we're talking about Willow, like this. Okay. Like I don't. What, like I feel I'm like not, we've talked more about how about how you don't like the movie, and I'm, it's too overcomplicated for me to break down every element of it. Like, do you want me to sit here and explain the story to you? I mean, probably not for the best in terms of time. I mean, I don't. I I could do it pretty easily without without going too long it's whether or not you are interested in the story would you be interested in it if you know how it actually happened okay fine bite I, i'll bite uh, okay it's it's pretty simple um okay goes on like, 45 minutes it, later well <laughs> no, sam spade and his partner archer are two different guys and this woman comes in she's already involved in the plot and she has already got this mess she's in, and she needs someone to protect her. So by the time that he's involved with her and the partner's killed, which is the thing you need, that's the mystery. Who killed his partner? That's the thing he's always trying to figure out. And he's not giving anything away just for that reason. So she's already come and killed the partner. And here's what happens. She got involved with the fat man and the other guy already in Cairo. When they were out there in Cairo, 
she had a gentleman with him that she was working with who knew what the Falcon was, and when she found out, she basically manipulated him to get murdered and knocked him, and knocked him out of the way. So she tried to do it with this other guy, but Peter Laurie, who, if you didn't know, is a gay character, tried to manipulate that guy because she tried to seduce him. It didn't work, and he killed that guy. So now they are both up for murder. And then there's the fat man and his kid. They're the, most, they're the ones who set up this whole deal in the first place. They knew the guy that she was with. She was supposed to make the transfer. He was supposed to bring it to the city. They kill him, and they go after her. She comes around and looks for the detective. And when the detective comes around, they kill this other guy who's following her. She kills the partner. She kills him because she doesn't want him involved. She didn't know the fat man was in town. She thought, if I get rid of the cop and I get rid of this guy, it'll make it look like they killed each other, and then I'm out of this. So she tries to stage it so that the guy who gets killed is the one that kills the partner. doesn't work out. She has to kill him. She then realizes when the fat man's in town that she needs protection, so she goes to Sam Spade. Sam Spade protects her as long as he can until Joe Cairo comes in. Cairo's not his real name. Joe Cairo comes in. He's the gay guy. He's trying to find out what Humphrey Bogart is doing while also trying to see if he can get him involved in the statue in the first place. The fat man is running the strings with Cairo. He, he totally knocks out Cairo, totally proves him to be a wimp. Bogart's got the upper hand with him, so the fat man has to get involved. He wants to understand what Bogart wants, calls him in, and says... This is what the Falcon is. Do you want to get involved? Bogart doesn't want to give his information away, so he plays the angry card. They think, oh, God, this guy's too angry. So when he comes back, they drug him once they get the information that they need. That's when the guy with the Falcon comes into town. The guy with the Falcon comes into town to meet the woman. The woman's there with him, and then the fat man and the kid kill that guy. They shoot him while he's getting away, and she gets away on her own. They all meet at his place, and then that's it. He got the Falcon because she told him to meet him at Humphrey Bogart's office. And that's it. It's the whole point of the story is that all of these weirdo people are killing my partner and everyone else for a bird. And he's just manipulating all of these people to come into his circle and to be where he wants them to be. And he just somehow gets the bird in the process. And now that he has everyone in one room, all he has to do is make them admit what they did. And if the bird is real, maybe he'll get into it. Maybe he'll take it. Maybe he won't. But he explains himself in the end. He says, it's bad business. It's just bad business to do it. And if I did it with you, there's no telling that you wouldn't throw me under the bus like you have everyone else. And she, she isn't trustworthy, honestly, in my opinion. And then he tosses them all to the cops because he, that is his moral compass. He doesn't trust women. And even if it was real, he just couldn't do it to his partner. He could cheat on it. He could cheat on him with his wife. Oh with his my wife. God. But that's it. Oh, the one core piece that I was missing. He what? doesn't trust women. That's, Dude, that's why, whole... that's why he was being so nice. Because he was manipulating her. Yeah, dude. He knew, like, he knew she killed the partner by the time he was in the room with all of those people. He always knew. He didn't know what to do until the Falcon came. He was rolling. Like, if he knew when the Falcon came and it was real, if it was real, 
that he would have to like his he didn't know what he was going to do because a he's attracted to her for sure and she is as smart as him she can manipulate people as well as him but she probably killed his partner so if that's the case he has to ask himself take the money and take the girl and never trust her and always look over your shoulder with her or throw them all to the wolves and continue to go through your life not for your partner but for yourself and he made that decision a lot easier when that bird came out to be led. Wow. Like, from the first, every time he sees her, every time he sees her, he's like, you're good. What a liar. Look at you lie. I'm going to get, we're going to have to go through this again. Like he's, that, there is not one moment before the very end of the movie that she ever is honest with him. Ever and he knows it, but that's the thing. He's not honest with anyone else too. He he respects the fact that she's a liar and doesn't care. Like she's like, "Do you believe me?" And he's like, "I believed your two hundred dollars, but uh, I didn't care about your story. Like I believed your money. I believed the fact that you were willing to do this for and pay us to do this." And then when he talked to her, he's like, "All right, we're just gonna keep going. Are you gonna poke around the fire some more? What are you gonna do? Like I'm sitting here waiting. You got to be honest with me." He he believed that she was in a mess. But he didn't know the extent of how far she was willing to go for what they wanted. Once he figured out what it was and how far everyone was willing to go, and he got them in that room and he started asking people what they did, it was, it, he was putting the pieces together. He's like, well, there's no one left over but her. So when everyone left the room and he was standing there with her and called the cops and he gives her a little wink, he's like, call the cops, baby. He just grabs her and he's like, we've got no time. You need to tell me that you killed him. Tell me you killed him. Please, I need, need to know that you did it. And then she's like, I did it. And he's like, all right, I'm giving you up. She's like, why? Because like, I can never trust you. And I will never trust you. That's simple. I can't do it for the person. Uh, I can't do it for me. That, okay, that, okay. Now I can find, now I can kind of follow the core of the movie, at least. Okay, now it's starting to make sense. She is what we call... It's starting to make more sense. I'm staring at my ceiling making sense of this movie. The the distrust of women is a very big thing in film noir. It has not aged well. It's why neo-noir is better at it. That's Um, why I was getting so sour. That's like, gotta it, be it, it right there. Doesn't treat women very well. No, they don't. Like that's that's the she is a, she is the first real femme fatale, the woman that you can't trust because eventually she will take you down. And then there's the angel, his partner at the office, his secretary, who is always there for him and always willing to help him. Like that's the good girl. And then there's the vamp, the femme fatale. There's only really two in film noir. Neo noir makes it different, but like film noir, that's a terrible thing. I don't like that, but at the same time, it's what the genre is. It's it's very misogynistic for sure, but yeah, he doesn't he doesn't treat women well, and he, he doesn't trust women except for Effie, and that's it. Oh my god! It's, oh god! All right, I feel better now. <laughs> oh man, like the th- one thing that I did go into this like okay, there's some there's gonna be something. From this opening scene that I need to hold on to throughout this entire movie. And they're going to dump it right on me. And then they're just going to go. So I need to pay attention. And then just go. And that completely went over my head. 
And then, like, three minutes after that opening scene happened, I'm like, okay, I've already forgotten it. It was like, it's just like, whoa, okay. I just lost track of the movie. Because it was going so fast. So now that makes sense. That actually really helps. <laughs> That's my point, yeah. Like, I, I would suggest, yeah, study up on the film. Read, it, read the plot on Wikipedia. Read it, like, written down in front of you now and see if that helps. And if, it, if now that you understand the story more makes you interested in rewatching it, you still have the rental, I'm assuming. Yeah, I do. For another 46 hours. YouTube, for some reason, keeps my rentals around for a long time. I still have, like, no. three cards. The, okay, for me, it's like, if you don't watch it, you have it for 30 days. Once you watch it, there's a 48-hour timer. For, I don't know why. 48 YouTube's hours. mine are just sticking around, dude. I've watched, I've watched the movies while we do it. So, like, I don't know are why. You I still sure? have are dude, you I sure? Watched, that... I looked it up here because I was looking up. Are you sure that you have not been accidentally buying these movies? Oh, because they eventually go away. But here's the thing. It doesn't always happen because my Maltese Falcon did go away. But I also didn't watch it at my house. Uh, I watched it. For some reason, the ones that I watch at my house work. But um, yeah, so like if understanding how things are, how the plot's going makes you more interested, that's what I'm saying. Like Mm -hmm. understanding something more may, may... may allow you to like it more or otherwise makes it good from a technical standpoint i thought it looked really good i mean the sets looked really nice again movie from film debut yeah um but yeah yeah i thought it looked nice um like honestly in hd it looked like it was shot yesterday like film restoration is insane Mm -hmm. like crazy agreed um like, imagine what they would do with, like, the original prints from Star Wars. Oh, God. They have done it! Yeah, something like that. And they mismanipulated it. But, um... Yeah. So, yeah, as, like, from a technical standpoint, this all... It looked really... It looked pretty good, and, um... Yeah. That's pretty much all I got, honestly. It's just, like, it really looked really good. Sets looked really neat. Um, but yeah, they just talked really fast and some of the, some core aspects really flew over my head because they were just like, I don't did you get that stenographer? Good, good work. Um, <laughs> that's the one line I remember. Did you get that stenographer? Good work. <laughs> um, so you would be a bad stenographer, it looks like. Um, yeah, I would be. How did he get all of that on pen? Easy. On 1940s cocaine. Like, how are we all man. alive right now? <laughs> they were all they were all jacked out of their minds. With not even just, not even just coke, just like different uppers. That's the thing, man. Like the thirties and forties were just like uh, everyone was at that pace. Everybody, dude. That's just the way it was. That's how we got. You're, um, you're like, every how- lifespan was short, so they were all talking really fast. And that's how we killed the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, like I, that's why I wanted to get it. That's why we were talking about the other stuff because like I could go on and try to explain this stuff, but I'm telling you other people can do it better. Reading the story and the plot written out in front of you will do it better. And then, yeah, like more interested in watching it again someday now that you understand the story, um, please do. But like, ultimately 
yeah, at the end of the day, the real story here is that, yeah, you should just get into film history. Totally. Um, Do it on your time. Nothing's so, happening. with that in mind, I'm going to abstain my grade. Because... Really? I'm going to I'm gonna abstain. No, well, well I think... Just like, give, a general, give a general grade of your experience, then. Like, now that you know... Yeah, because it's not the you're you're honestly saying that you didn't get the movie well enough to get to grade it, and like you just weren't responding to it properly. So just like, what was your experience overall watching it? And then like the next time you go into something like this where you don't like the movie, you can like judge it to this and be like, well, I mean, I if I didn't like this thing and it's like I didn't like it for these reasons as opposed to other reasons. Okay, then in that case, this is a very soft grade. This will in all all likely probably will change over time, the more movies we see. Gotcha. But tonight, the experience Mm -hmm. I had watching this movie, Mm -hmm. D+. You son of a bitch. I can't believe it. God, I just, after all we talked about, oh my gosh. Oh, man. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) I I was so worried. You were acting so well. (laughs) Uh, I, <laughs> I honestly expect. How did you beat? Minus. How did you beat Joaquin? Honestly, tell me how you did it. <laughs> I killed him. <laughs> um, I used to act. I used to be an actor. Um, uh, so I, I get that's that makes sense. Okay, no, I get it. Like, um, I honestly thought you were gonna put it in the F, but like again, uh, soft. <laughs> I just like your F minuses. I was hoping for one. <laughs> no, 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 that was not one. The movie I am bringing to the table for the bad wheel is a F minus. I it might be uh, or an A plus, depending on depending on how great bad it is. Ooh, I feel bad, man. We're going from a, a movie you didn't like to maybe a movie that's going to torture you. I feel bad. Oh man, I'm ready. Uh, okay, well, uh, okay, but you're but the, like we said, this is your experience more than just the movie, and like I wouldn't go around saying you gave. Gave this to gave that to many people right now, but like, yeah, if you're if you're open to the idea of coming back to this movie once you like read up on it, dude, I appreciate that because that's all I all I want from this is like to hopefully burst a fire of more movie watching for you. What will happen is I will see a move, I will see a black and white movie that I will hate with a burning passion that is not named Plan Nine, and I will be like, Maltese Falcon was not a D plus. That will happen. That will most likely happen. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So, Um, all right, you guys got to grade it now. What do you got, Zach? We can spin the bad wheel. Ow! That was my hand. I'm going to let Alex go first. Um, Watching it as many times as I have this week, breaking it down. It's just the thing. Like, I didn't need to, like, just watching it more and more is what I wanted to do this time. And eventually, like it wasn't hard for me to get. Um, so I really think a lot of this is on paper and on film. I haven't even read the book either. So like, I just think it's it, once you understand where, where he's coming from and then each character and where they're coming from, like what they say outside of the room um, fills the holes of the story. And it, it works that way. Um, I just think that the, the script is super tight. A lot of great killer lines. Bogart, Bogart is super cool. I think Mary Astor kills it towards the end. Um, Peter Laurie is the best. Sydney Green Street, first performance ever on film. So, like, Sydney Green Street is amazing. Um, I 
yeah, I'm gonna give this an A, an A. I'm gonna give it a solid A. Because I know Houston, (laughs) Houston has gone on to make some amazing, amazing, amazing movies. Uh, He's a he's just he's got like two or three I think on the AFI's best film list, including this. Um, So I know he's made films that I enjoy more and are better. Like Treasure in the Sierra Madre is something I really want to show you, but it's it's gonna take time. Um, so I think this is an age just because I know that there are more films from him that I really enjoy and I would love to have seen him come back to this later but just uh, and, and just how he worked was super simple like he never did more than a few takes he was very he basically was a storyboard guy super simple he's like I'm gonna come in shoot this we're done and he was very practical he was very um, uh, efficient he was equitable he, he just he didn't, he didn't have a lot of fluff around. He just like, I, I know what I'm making. It's this, and we're going to make it, and then we're done. And then I think Bogart, having done so many films with him, was like, I hated making movies with him after a while because halfway through each movie we made, he'd already was bored with, with it because he figured it out and was already on his way to making the next one. So like he just knew what he wanted to shoot by the time he was shooting it. Um, so Houston's like a god in that respect. <sighs> like viewed it that way. Sorry, um, yes. I'm like... Thinking about what I'm suggesting for the bad movie wheel, and I'm already. You're thinking ahead. Grade the movie. Uh, a. It's an A. Obviously, going to be an A. It's a great movie. Sorry. Okay, good. Being a teacher, sorry. <laughs> but I, should, I think you should know more about John Huston. John Huston's a great director. All right. Oh, you you both are going to hate me for the suggestions I'm going to make. No, I... Here's my thing. My suggestion, I think Alex is going to love me. I. I didn't know we were doing bad, so you guys got to go first. No, I told but, you uh, last time we were doing bad. Or then I forgot. Okay. So, I said you better choose right because this better pick the right you, one because we're doing the bad wheel next. So, so do you want me to be the 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 ha ha funny coincidence one or the the not funny ha ha coincidence one? Do whatever you want to do, man. So the yeah, I have man. two suggestions. The first one. In honor of a recent hiring by our favorite actor, Mark Hamill. Oh, no. (laughs) Master of the Universe? Masters of the Universe is the first one. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's your suggestion. That's a first of two. Oh, you have two suggestions. So I got to bring... Oh, okay. Are we bringing two to suggestions? Because I got two, right? I got two lined up. I got... got, The second one is in honor of my favorite pastime joke. The movie that started the entire Super Smash Brothers universe. Uh, Super Mario Brothers? Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Alex, do you only have one or do you only have two? Mostly because I really, really want to see a bad Bob Hoskins movie right now. Bring it into the wheel. Uh, Do we have North on there? Yes. Okay, so we have North. What's in the back catalog? Um, hold on. Let me just enter Zach's entries here. I think this. both are terrible, but they're both very good. It's solid. Um, it's... I think they're both. I think they both have a lot to talk about for sure. Well, Bob right. Hoskins yeah. one especially Super Mario Brothers actually is like really has a very sad story behind it because it's Bob oh, Hoskins' yes. movie, and he was literally lied to about this whole movie about what this movie was, and he would have never not... signed on to it if he had known what was actually going on. Dude, not even just Bob Hoskins, dude. Like extras, co- extras had coffee poured on their head during this movie by the yeah. director. 
Leguizamo himself said, like, he watched directors pour coffee on extras' heads. Like, the, the, the directors were terrible. The, the, yeah, the story behind... Oh, wait, this is the backlog. That's the wheel. Hold on. I'm being really stupid right now. Where is it? There it is. Okay. All right, okay, you ready? Okay, just ended. We just lasted the length of the movie. Woo! All right. Bad... Okay, so this is the bad wheel backlog. Riccio. Okay. I still don't think I'm ready for that. Uh, North. So wait, the North isn't on the wheel? North North is not on the wheel. Yeah, okay, all right. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me double check. No, wait, North is on the wheel. Damn it. Okay, let me change that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay hold on. So let me just God, delete North. that. Uh, okay, so not North. Uh, Daredevil, 2003. Uh, the Ben Affleck okay. one. Okay. Um, Roland Emmerich's Godzilla. Or right. Zilla, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Robin Hood 2018. Oh, man. Oh, man. I think that movie's just boring. It's not really bad. It's just boring as hell. No, there is insanity to be had Chris, in that movie. Chris wants to make, yeah, Chris wants to make the argument that that movie's insane. I haven't seen it, so it'd be interesting. No, I've told you one bit. One crucial bit. And it's great. Um, I have a subtext, though, so I'm like, I want to see what the movie is. I added this. Who killed Captain Alex? I added that. You did. You did add that. That's but I the am the one who put it on the backlog. Why did you put it on the backlog? It was on the wheel. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, we took it off, didn't we? Why would we take it off? I don't know, but it wasn't. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Stand by. No, nope, it's not on the wheel. It's been on the wheel for so long. It's not on the wheel. It's not? Nope, it's Why not on there. Why did you take it off? I didn't take it off. It was never on there. Yeah, you. I remember episodes ago, we you were like, mid- we saw a little bit of what Captain Alex was. Yeah, that was it. I never put it on the wheel. Dude, I gotta go back. Dude, I... Why... I never said I put it on the wheel. I, I totally thought I won one. I totally thought I won a Captain Alex. Uh, so that it was You on did! The- it's on the backlog! No, you don't win. A, you don't get. You don't win the thing in the coin tosses and the and a wheel spin to get on the back catalog. You get. A, you win those to get on the wheel. I thought it was on the wheel. It's not on the wheel. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go back because like. Is that your nomination? Is that your nomination? I'm thinking about it because I don't. I don't want to waste the nomination on something that may be on the wheel. It's not on the wheel. I gotta go back, man, because I think it sh- should be. I think it should be. Maybe it was like a year ago it was on there and it got taken off for some reason, but I don't know. Maybe it got taken off when we were... Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It could have been. We there's another, there's another possibility here. Did we decide... Okay, it's not on the Curiosity Wheel either, never mind. Okay, I thought we had moved it, but no, it's not on either wheel. Okay, we have- we may have moved it when we did some spring cleaning for the curiosity wheel. That may be true, but oh. like, I'm pretty sure at one point that I wanted on the wheel and I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if we switched it off, but like I okay. thought it was on. Um, anyway, there's two uh, more. I- there's two more. One I'm going to withhold because it's my, because it's my second pick. The last uh-huh. one I'm going to mention that we have in the backlog is Gemini man. Oh yeah. Cause I saw that. Yeah. yeah that's right. Um, do I want to waste a pick on that? I don't 
so let's see. Uh, so we already got we already got that dog girlfriend one on there. That's true. Uh, I really want to push Ricky up. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, I'll be right back. Hang on the back. I would like to suggest. Um, we talked. We talked about this a little bit ago. Um, I'm still thinking about it. But is it wasn't steel supposed to be on the back catalog too, or did we put that on the wheel? We did not do either. Okay. We talked about it. We talked about steel though. Is that Shaquille O'Neal steel? The one where he's wrapped in steel. Yes. Okay. There's a massive hammer. Yeah. He's a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Judd Nelson. Yeah. Hollywood's Judd Nelson. Okay. Hollywood's Judd Nelson. Um, Breakfast Club's Judd Nelson. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I wanted to go a little bit further back, and um, I was thinking about the blackface comedy Soul Man. Oh boy. <laughs> Rocky pretty... Johnson. Uh, I'm sorry. I go ahead. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Who did you say? No, I said Soul Man Rocky Johnson, who was the rock's dad who just oh. passed away. No, no, it's a movie about a, a white guy going, a white kid going to black college by wearing blackface in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have never seen it, but I've always wanted to, so I think I'm gonna say that. <laughs> that's how. Okay, that's I'm one thinking. way to do it. Um, I I really want to do Ricky. Um, I've uh. You know, I'm just gonna let you guys go this time. I don't. I just don't have one. I just don't. I, just, don't I didn't one? know we were doing. Him. You are absolutely sure we... that you do not want to do Riccio and or who killed Captain Alex. I I would love to do. Okay, so yeah, Cap, I, but then again, I think Captain Alex was supposed to be on there. I but uh, I if you're willing to go for Riccio, I would put Riccio on there. All right, fine. I'll put Riccio on there. It's very violent. <laughs> no, really, I've seen that clip. That's the yeah. least of it. Is that your only one? Or do you want to add one more? Oh yeah, we're doing two. Oh yeah, so you want to do two if you want to do two. Let's do no. Let's do let's let's water down the odds for Cap for for Riccio for you then. So put Captain Alex in the wheel too. Well, I'm pretty sure we took it off and we did spring cleaning. But if I find that clip, I'm gonna I'm gonna point you to it. I already have a clip lined up for you. Say what? Because you haven't, you haven't given your suggestions yet. That's right. All right, is Zach, are you back? He's not back. Yes, I'm here. Okay, you are here. All right, my turn. Hey, hey, hey hold on, hold on, Chris. What? Just because we did this last time, I want to see the show. Yeah. All right, hang on, stand by. I want to see this. It's not no, made no, yet. It's not made yet. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's what is what are his suggestions? You haven't said his. Yeah, suggestions I haven't said my suggestions yet. But his yeah. suggestions, but then I want to see uh, that wheel. Let me make sure this is working. Did All, right, All right, can you see it? Can you yes. see me? All right, there we go. All right. Okay. First one was one from the backlog that I added in private. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Both of, these, both of these. I want to go back to the professional wrestling well. But not in the same way that Ready to Rumble was. Nacho Libre? Incorrect. Oh. First one. Is that good? Good movie. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you 
the bad wheel for nomination. Hulk Hogan's no holds barred. Yeah, that's a pretty crazy one. Yeah, that's a that's a crazy one. That's a good one. And second, that's in, that's in the same vein as uh, Zach's. Both of those. And second, my other pick, Alex. I've talked to you at length about this. I mm-hmm. believe this is the one that I truly want to see win. Bill Goldberg in Santa's sleigh. Uh, yeah. Kind of violent movie. Go for it. Now, hold on one second. Alex. Chris, Chris, Chris. Please share a clip with Alex. I am just very disappointed that you didn't suggest Hulk Hogan's Mr. Nanny. Why would I suggest that? Because it's a bad movie. Kind of good. Zeus punches cinder blocks in No Holds Barred, and he breaks them. It's great. Yeah. No, No Holds Barred is crazy. I've seen it for sure. Dookie. Oh, man, that's so great. And then he totally just rips on this one. <laughs> Anyways. Also, there's Goldberg killing people, but Alex, I need you. I need you to watch. I need you. Hang on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share something with you, okay? No spoilers, Chris. Huh? No spoilers. I know. Hold on. Okay, let me take off. Let me, let me just do something real quick, uh, Zach. I'm going to take off screen share. For a second, okay. For one second, I'm gonna. I'll bring. I'll turn it back on when we spin the wheel. But I need to share. I need. I need. I need to share this. Uh, I need to share this scene. Is it a YouTube clip? It is in fact a YouTube clip that we I haven't been guaranteed so, that me, chosen it yet. Tell no. me the title. Just wait, wait. Tell me the title of it, and I can look up it on my thing. Santa's sleigh opening scene. It's Santa's the first three and a half minutes of the movie. It's three and a half Santa's sleigh opening scene. Got it. All right. So I will watch this. I'll watch this while you guys um, not kill each other. All right. Know. Don't kill each other for three and a half minutes. Should we spin while you're gone? Uh, yeah. Because we don't even know if we're going to land on this. And I'm just watching it for fun. Okay. It's by okay. So the channel you're looking for is It Burns When I Think. This was obviously made 12 years ago. No, no, I found it. I found it. Okay, good. Just so, just watch that. Um, you're gonna need to listen to it too. So, he'll, while he's doing that, I'll turn screen share back on. So Zach, we can spin this wheel. You and I. All right. Can you see it? Yes. I'm going to add. Oh, wait, never mind. So apply wheel changes. All right, so Super Mario Brothers, Masters of the Universe, Santa Slay, No Holds Barred, Who Killed Captain Alex? Who Killed Captain Slay? Stand by. Um, I'm going to get this absolutely right. There, apply wheel changes. There, Who Killed Captain Alex? Ricky O. Does that look good to you, Zach? Yeah. All right, click to spin. You ready? Looks like a beach wheel. Oh! Oh, oh, oh no! Bullshit. <laughs> oh no! Bullshit. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you, you... This is Lord of Mercy. Alex is gonna be so great about this. Okay, okay, Chris, okay, okay. Chris, all, you suggested this. 
you, I just want to point this out. You're the one who suggested this. Stop, Alex. What did you think? He did not suggest this. I suggested Riccio. Chris is afraid of Riccio. Like, that's the whole point. Like, I, I, it's a super gory kung fu movie, and I can't wait for him to watch it. It's disgusting. I love it. It's, dude, you're going to love it. Um, it's, it's amazing. You guys are going to be shocked at how funny and stupid this movie is, while also just, like, entertainingly violent. But um, the cast of Santa's sleigh? Are you kidding? <laughs> I was like, that's, what, that's my draw right now. Like, yeah, I want this on the wheel. For just the cast. Fran Drescher, Chris Kattan, James Caan. Like, uh, what the hell is going on? Why are they in this? So you listened to it, right? I was I was listening to it, and then I saw Ricky one But, like, I was distracted by the people. He's like, no, but I heard the best bits. He's like, I don't want to fuck the bird. I want to eat it. Trust me, I was listening. Um <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, no. You watched the entire thing, thing is the point. The point is you watched no, the entire I, thing. I, no, I stopped at Riccio. Like, it hasn't been three and a half minutes. <laughs> but I. I, <laughs> I I'm. <laughs> In this movie, I didn't think I was going to see that. I didn't think I was going to see that cast. And that, that Riccio one is just hysterical to me. Um, <laughs> I think we're all going to. I think you guys are going to thank me. Um, or you're going to be like, that was disgusting. But I think you're going to love it. Uh, Santa Slay. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, I <laughs> it gets better. I that dialogue gets like better. That. All right. I'll keep going. I'll keep going. Okay. All right. So this is actually perfect because I got to add all the uh, I got to add all the um, <clears throat> I got to add all the uh, options here from the uh, bad wheel. All right. So now now to do. The wheel spin. Right. Find out what Rikio is replacing. Yes. And the movie we're gonna do next week. Next next episode. You type all that in. Darn straight. Why don't you just save it? Well, I don't think is there really an option. It says embed wheel. I guess I no. I have to log into Facebook to do that. And this is a sketchy site, so I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Oh, he's watching it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my phone timed out. Hold on. Great television, everybody. We're just uh, typing in stuff here. Television. Television. (laughs) We're a podcast. I'm I'm tired. We are not live streaming this. Oh, thank God we're not. I think it would be funny if we Whoops, did. That's but... not The Witcher. The Watcher. There we go. <sighs> but I already have The Watcher. I am so stupid. The Wicker Man. There. Now I can continue. Dude. Okay, so the options are on the wheel. The Last Airbender. The Watcher. Mm-hmm. The Star Wars Holiday Special. Please bring it to me, son. Nicholas Cage, the Wicker Man. No. Doom with Carl Urban no. and The Rock. It's not valid. Master of Disguise. That one's valid, but not correct. Of Disguise. Uh, my personal favorite, Freddy Got Fingered. I'm just glad it's on there. 
I, I would say Ricky and Freddy got fingered okay. both in the same category. Like, we don't know what we're going to get with those. Wait, Alex, did you actually finish the clip and didn't say anything? Just finished it now. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Uh, that's, <laughs> yes. That was fantastic. Um, yeah. oh, that's, that needs to be at the top of the backlog for sure. Uh, Zach, you're going to love that. Um, I think that's in the category of sanity of like Riccio and Captain Alex and other ones, but like, Do you that know- was amazing. That okay. Was amazing. Alex, Thank you, you want to know the crazy me. thing? The crazy thing about that clip? Uh huh. They're all blood related. In the credits, they are all blood related. What do you, what do you mean? So when that one, okay. So when that one guy in the opening three minutes grips that, grips that, uh, that older woman. That's supposed to be his mom. Oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Unimpressed. <laughs> okay. Wait, so... wait, wait, wait. Is it supposed to be his mom or his stepmom? No, his mom. Okay. Well, yeah. Then, yeah, they, he deserved, they all deserve to die. Exactly. That's the thing. It's just outrageous they put that in the movie. Like, all this dialogue that. isn't good enough. There's a racist sister. There's a probably a poultry sexual man. There. Well, how can we make this more edgy? How, make them all blood related. It, no it one rem- will notice. It reminded me it's like a Chris, finish typing this. Okay, thing. let's finish. Okay, so we're at Last Show Bender Watcher, Holiday Special, Wicker Man Do, Master of Disguise, Freddy Got Fingered, North, Dragon Ball Evolution. Evolution. Tab. And then after that, Howard the Duck. Yeah, uh, Zach, you should watch that. <laughs> I have seen it. Hard like, ticket yeah, to Hawaii. The Cat in the Hat. I forgot this movie was in there. The Cat in the Hat on there? We darn straight we did. <laughs> oh, I Rough. love it. I love Took it. I love it. He gets his tail cut off and then he swears a bunch of kids movies. Uh, Rollerball. And love on a leash. You guys are gonna thank me for that. All right, develop. So all this looks okay, right? Insane. Just making sure this is all good. That I got everything right. Yep, believe so. All right, you guys ready? Nope. Yep. Oh! Yes! 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 We're gonna do it! Yes! He's too excited about that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't oh think it's hot. Oh, it is. Yes! Don't not. 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 do Fingered. Oh my god. Oh Chris, my you're god. not putting enough energy into getting the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what are we gonna do, dude? <laughs> what the holiday special? Chris, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you're gonna feel about this, man. Like, okay. All right. Oh my god. You ready, bro? Oh okay. my god. Ready, <laughs> I literally ran out of my room all the way to the other end, and my dad is so confused. 
I oh, shouldn't tell him what happened. Don't, don't watch him. Don't watch it with him. No. Don't. Don't do that. Oh my god. Oh wow. Chris, oh wow, dude. Oh my god. Chris. You wanted. Chris. You. You wanted me to do it like this. What? This no. is the wheel that is cruel. I have no issue with what's going on. I just want to tell you this now, Chris. Now that Freddy got fingered is going to be get watching it's off the wheel. I expect, and this is my expectation, and Alex, I hope this is your expectation too, that we have to put all our energy, absolutely every single ounce of it into making sure the holiday special comes up. Dude, when it happens, it'll happen. Like, I, like it was great when we were trying to get to the end of the movie, but, like, yeah, now it's just, like, it's when it happens, it'll happen. Like, we're not going to have another Star Wars movie for a long time, and when we do, it'll be that. So, we'll see how that happens. We're, we're about to be Freddy Got Fingered. Like, that's insane. But okay. I can't wait to listen back to your reaction, because I threw my headset down and ran out the room, just fist-pumping that we got it. I, well, you ran out of the room and didn't tell us what it was until you came back. Oh, I thought you guys could see it. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't looking at it. I wasn't looking at it. I wanted to hear your reaction. I forgot that you had it on visuals. <laughs> I thought you, you said you saw Ricky O one, so I was like, oh, he's watching. Well, yeah, and then I put it in my pocket and I just like. I forgot, but like, no, um, I'm, oh, dude, this is going to be crazy. I don't know how you're going to feel about this. And I, I, I think Freddie got, I think Freddie got fingered is, um, a, I think it's an artistic achievement, it, but I also don't know how you're going to feel about this movie. <sighs> Man, yep. just look how close it was to North and Master of Disguise. Oh, no, I wanted Master of Disguise so badly. It was literally uh, the next one. Dang it. I wanted both of those more than this. Oh, I'm glad I didn't look at it. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that would have made me mad. Um, yeah, no, um, I'm glad Riccio's up because it's incredibly violent and awesome and gross. And um, th this is going to be interesting, especially after Maltese Falcon. So... Wow, that is that is a podcast for you. We go from we go from the Die Hard series to Maltese Falcon to Freddy Got Fingered. Uh, all right, literally Only one of the smartest films ever made to Freddy Got Fingered. It's only one of the smartest scripts. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. <laughs> that's what you get on the Master Movie Podcast. You don't get this anywhere else. That's crazy. I mean, you probably do, but let's pretend that you don't. Uh, I don't know anyway that's this eclectic. <laughs> so so suddenly eclectic? I don't know. That's crazy to me. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. All right, dude. You're about, like, I remember Tom Green. I grew up with Tom Green. So you guys don't. Uh, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> wow. It's like, oh, my God. I don't know what, because, like, this is going to be a hard one to explain if you don't get this. Like, um, you don't watch, I, I don't think you watch a lot of, like, 90s slacker comedies. So, to get the kind of point where this is 
coming from on a, a metaphorical level. Uh, <laughs> a lot of those, thank you very much. I know you got it, Zach, but like, I mean, you haven't seen something about Mary or Dumb and Dumber or Kingpin or any of these like I, other slash comedies. Chris, Chris, I've seen Alex, I've seen Dumb and Dumber, I've seen all that. I'm talking, I'm talking about Chris. Oh, okay. Like that's the thing. Like that's what this movie is. I, I anyway, we'll like, we'll get into it, I guess. Like Alex, you know I've watched like most of the Kevin Smith movies. That's like the epitome of the slacker movies. That yeah, and the movie Slacker. Have you seen Dude, Where's My Car? Yes, I have. I I, my, my brother was watching Harold and Kumar when I uh, took him to the airport today. That's hilarious. Uh, so, like when yeah. I, when I cheered, did you, like, fully expect that it was the holiday special? Or would you, did you think it was something else? Zach made a good point. You were too happy. You're right. I was too happy. <laughs> I thought it was the special. <laughs> I was like, I'm, and I was I'm like oh, yeah, I guess. When the holiday special rolls up, the reaction... It'll be pure jubilee on everybody's part, except mine. Yeah, because you're going to be scared. You're going to be scared, and me and Alex are going to party like it's 1999. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be interesting, for sure. But, like, this this is something else. This is... 10% on Roman Tomatoes. 13 uh, critic. Um, oh, this yeah. is looking good. Uh, again, I've said this before. He um, does some stuff to a horse. There's some stuff in this. Um, yeah, uh, Chris, good luck. Yeah. This is literally one of the videos that pops up in my Google search of Freddy Got Fingered. Is a clip called Freddy Got Fingered. Daddy, would you like some sausage? Yeah, it's a very catchy song. Daddy, would you like some sausage? Daddy, would you like some sausage? Yeah, it's a good song. Uh, weird scene. Can't explain it. Um, yeah. If you, walk away from this, if you walk away from this next week and you're like, you know what? C plus. And I'm like, fucking better watch the monster. I'm going to send you some. <laughs> no, I got if he If he fucking pulls us up as a C plus... I'm about ready to force the 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 uh the holiday special down him. Oh my gosh! I I would I'm way more excited about watch I, as forms of entertainment. I would rather watch Freddy Got Fingered than the than like the holiday special any day of the week. Holiday special is brutal. This is a, such a weird thing that is like it's often loud. It's off. It's often annoying. It's often cringy. It's often abrasive. It's like uh, it's like a Borat. It's a it's something else, something else. I'll tell you that much. So I am I <laughs> I'm gonna laugh a lot. And Chris, I I don't don't know what reaction you're gonna give tomorrow. But like I'm gonna be I wouldn't be shocked if you're like guys. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I am like over the moon right now. Alex, remember, this feels remember when me and you had a fight against him to, like, get him to watch Dogma? Yeah. And then he liked um, it at the end, and it was great? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a context in which you can talk about the things in that movie and logically have it make sense. You can't do that here. No, you can't. But 
I, so I, I kind of swore when, when we rolled up on Dogma that Chris would not want to talk about that movie, and he ended up having a great conversation about that movie. He was he was open with the possibility of about it, but he was ten, timid. But that's because it was like about religion. I'm right like here. About a top. I know, but like this is true. You were there, but like, and I'm talking to him about you. Like you were there, but this is again that has a context. It had a context for him to both come into it and out of it. This doesn't. The con the context is understanding how dumb this form of comedy is by pushing it to the absolute most absurd extreme. And I, it, uh, while he's singing, while, while he's, just imagine you're, imagine you're a dad and your 35-year-old son is in your living room and you walk in and he has strung links of, like, string, like, sausage on string. He's just hung it on every, every aspect of the room and then he's attached it to his fingers so that when he plays the song, Daddy, Would You Like Some Sausage, the sausages go up and down like marionettes. And there's no explanation. There's no reason for it. He just does it. Like, it's just filled with stuff like that. And the stuff ranges from absolutely stupid to super funny to that was really gross and annoying. So, like, it's everyone has a limit when it comes to this movie. And I'm very interested to see where Chris's limit is. is, is, is do you think this is going to be, like, another, like, Revenge of the Fallen? Where I give that movie, like, a C and it's just utter garbage. But I was totally entertained all the way through. Nope. I hope so. I hope so. I hope you were entertained by some of this because I think that this movie is smart in how it's approaching the the plot and like the the points that it's making. Uh, but like again, the the more movies you watch that it's making like some references to, the easier it is to understand why those are funny. If you don't, then you're just looking at this weird guy doing weird stuff for no reason and no context, and some of it is kind of loud and annoying and gross, and it's off putting. For a lot of people, so uh, <laughs> and if you also don't know who Tom Green is and what show he had and how big he was on MTV to the point that like Eminem is referencing him in his music videos, so like th there was a there was a Tom Green <clears throat> thing. He was in movies. He was he was an, a thing for a bit, and then he's just kind of gone away from public that, and he's doing his own thing now, and he's like he's fine. But uh, this was the height of his career, and instead of making a movie that made sense that was like a Bill Murray or a Will Ferrell movie where like you play to his strengths. His strength was to be weird as fuck and to be gross and to be loud and to put you off to make you realize that like it's funny because it's weird. He's like proto Eric Andre. He's like he is an out there comedian. So he's making points, but it's the points that are funny sometimes and not necessarily the action. So you're watching this guy doing something gross and weird and loud, and it's the fact that you're thinking about what he's doing that's funny, not so much the action. So it's it, it's 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 you have to think about it sometimes uh, to accept the <laughs> fact that what you're watching, despite the fact that it doesn't. That's that's what absurdist comedy is. So um, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> we will spin the goodest of the good next week. How about that? I mean, that would be next. Or we could so. spend the holiday special. I know. No. It's going to be a while before we get to that because we still. Why don't we give it an A plus? Curiosity Cinema masterpiece. Freddy got fingered? Freddy got fingered. Well, then, yeah. I mean, you just have your taste. Then I would. <laughs> I mean, then I'd be like, whoa, dude. Uh, then you would right. actively seek out where I live and try to kill me. 
I mean, I already know where you live. I'm outside. I got my tree. I got a fire going in the tree. <laughs> no, it looks like the world's ending. It's fine. <laughs> um, I Yeah, like, this is going to be interesting because it's, like, for a, it's abstract for a lot of people. It's off-putting. So I'm gonna, where you range in this is going to be something else, especially after coming from the uh, Maltese Falcon. So. I cannot wait to listen to that. Listen to that. Listen to that. Listen yeah, to that back. I can hear this one, guys, so... Okay, so next week. <laughs> I did not think we were going to get Freddy Got Figured before the holiday special. I thought there was no way. I don't know what the... Here we are. That thing has been on there since day one. I don't know, man. I don't know. Every single movie but that one. Have we? Is that the only one no, left over? Not. I'm exaggerating because I'm a drama queen. But I was gonna say, Lobster <laughs> was on there originally. So yes, was, it was. So was the Wicker Man. Um, so was Holiday Special. Okay. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Well, okay. I got you. Um, okay. So yeah, next I mean, time. Uh, gonna be crazy. <laughs> Freddy got fingered. A movie I haven't seen since I was a kid. Chris, come on. You come on. Hurry up! I gotta go. Okay. All right. <laughs> Later, everybody. <laughs> Say goodbye, Bye. guys. Bye. Freddy got fingered.